And I realize people drop off when you say the word. How much do you make on AdSense in a month? Probably around... You are potentially in one of the most replaceable genres. Do you need to grow out of this? We've got a volcano guy in every country. And candidly, what I'll say is I don't think it's funny enough. If you've got that, you've got a good video. That's uh, a quick path to a short career. Were there ramifications for that? I was very paranoid for a couple of weeks slash months afterwards. <laughs> I can't wait to read these. I first started watching Max Fosh when he had around 30,000 subscribers. At the time, he was making a Man on the Street series called Street Smart, where he interviewed posh people in London. And today, with over 2 million subscribers on his channel, Max has some of the best and most unique ideas on YouTube. He ran for mayor of London, he became the richest man in the world for seven minutes, and he recently, at the Sidemen charity match, pulled out an Uno reverse card on a ref, creating the most viral moment from the game. Now, Max is incredibly successful on YouTube, but what's made him uniquely interesting to us is that he was able to sell out the London Palladium for his first ever comedy show. In this episode, we talk about his process for coming up with ideas. We talk about how chasing virality has impacted his life and how he gained half a million subscribers in China. Now, as you can imagine, YouTube is getting more and more competitive when it comes to ideas, but there's a suite of AI tools that top creators are using to help them stand out. And it's made by the sponsor of this episode, Spotter. If you watch our channel, then you're familiar with Spotter. They work with creators like Eric, Destroying, Kanigra Dion, Dude Perfect, and 400 other creators. They've paid out over $800 million to creators through catalog licensing deals, and they accelerate creators' careers not just through capital, but also through knowledge and tools. These AI tools were developed right here in our studio with a group of top creators and the Spotter team. The first one I'm gonna show you is called Title Exploder. So the way this works is you type in an idea for a YouTube title. Then you have the option to rephrase the title, shorten the title, reverb the title, or explode it. When you click explode, you'll get a ton of options for different variations of the title. These are based on your channel as well as the highest performing videos on YouTube. Now, if you don't have a title yet for your video or you don't really know where to start, you can use Idea Generator. This allows you to input a topic for a YouTube video or just have the AI generate ideas based on your channel. We've actually been introduced to a ton of creators that we could profile through this feature. And when you're ready to go deeper with your idea, you can use Idea Workshop. So you can just type in what your video is about, select your video type, and then you'll get a concise framework of how to best build out your video. And you can pin the ideas you like so you can save them for later. So if you're interested in checking out these AI tools, click the link in our description, go to join.spotter.com and book a time to chat with the Spotter team. You can learn more about how to use Spotter Labs and everything that Spotter has to offer to accelerate your career. All right, now for our conversation with Max Fosch. Welcome to the show, Max. Thank you very much. This is awesome. We were talking about how to contextualize you, like how to how to talk about you. Yeah. And came British across- Colin, basically. Yeah, British exactly. Colin. Because yes. you guys are wearing the same thing. Yeah, green's yeah. our color. I, color. I, yeah. I feel like we really sandwiched you yeah, today you did. in green. Yes. But there was a great tweet from a woman named Helen. Right. My, mom, my mom's also Helen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helen so. uh, the, the Twitter handle is at Hells for Heroes. Uh, and she was talking specifically about your uh, most popular video. She said, YouTube prankster pays four pounds to install welcome to Luton sign on the approach to the Gatwick airport. And right. I underlined the term YouTube prankster. Oh, I hate that word Is so that, much. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you see yourself no. as an internet or YouTube prankster. No. I mean, look, people can call me whatever they want. I've yeah. been called much worse. Um, 
I just don't, I think prankster has just inherently got quite a negative yeah, word. I think purely because of like the history of pranking. So way back in 1790, no. Um, <laughs> I think pranking like has this connotation. I don't know, but the word is just synonymous with this like idea of punching down. Mm. And so when I'm thinking about any of the stunts that I do, um, it's always like, okay, that it needs to kind of be victimless. And actually that, that particular video, the Welcome to Luton video, I think one of the top comments is, I love this video because it's not... Uh, no one is a victim. It's just a, it's a universal, fun, silly thing that everyone can look at and you kind of exhale out your nose. You're like, oh, that's, that's mm -hmm, fun. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, people can call me... I, I get influenced quite a lot, but I'm sure you guys get influenced a lot as well. Never, mm, no. yeah. Never influenced anybody in my life. We're not that influential. But like, yeah. if, if you just make YouTube videos, we are inherently <laughs> sure. just influencers. Yeah. And I just say, you don't call, you don't call kind of uh, Donald Trump an influencer, do you? So if you don't... But he, but he is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's pretty... If yeah. you don't say pranks yeah you say stunts i do stunts I, on youtube actually i was with a friend of mine the other day and uh someone said hello who watched the videos really nice and their um mate didn't know the videos that i made and um they were like oh what kind of videos do you make um and i said the words i make silly pranks and i walked away and my friend turned to me and said never say that ever again <laughs> <laughs> because i actually don't really know how i would kind of explain what i do it's all based in silliness i think silly storytelling is probably the best way yeah. uh, to mm. to contextualize what i do it's um asking answering a question you kind of like you would never think of yeah is is basically my videos in, in we wrote down lecture. some of your titles yeah just to like contextualize again to sure people who, that's what i do i yeah. then like start reeling off titles right right to people then that's when they start to yeah. get it so i paid a private investigator to follow me for a month yeah i broke into the international security convention yeah <laughs> i hatched a fish from supermarket caviar yeah i made tourists think they landed at the wrong airport <laughs> i took out life insurance Whilst risking my life. Whilst. Whilst. Yeah. Whilst. Yeah. That's a new word for me. Whilst. Yeah. Whilst. Whilst. No, whilst. Watch, watch me whilst. for a while coming. Yeah, 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 you'll yeah, pick yeah, up some yeah, new words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I spent 24 hours with a literal elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorites. That's a good one. Yeah. And of course, uh, actually, no, of course, nothing. Of course, nothing else. Yeah, 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 right. um, yeah. But I do have down here, ran for London mayor. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So, yeah, I think those are... Um, I mean, a, a one that I like to really give people is I legally became my parents' favorite child. Mm -hmm. That is one that often kind of really contextualizes what I do. Um, but those videos, we in the, the in the office, there's there's three of us. We like to talk about teams on YouTube. I've got a team of three, um, Aziz and Molly. And we talk a lot about something called superlative scale. So it's basically big thing, small thing, uh, rude thing to polite thing. Mm. Um uh, and so that is a good way in which we kind of think of ideas um, because cool. that's essentially what comedy is. The, the structure of writing a joke is misdirection. So with YouTube videos and YouTube titles, I think you can still convey that humor and mm. like entertainment stuff um, through through the title. So that's where a lot of those titles have come from. That's really cool. The, the, the one thing I think of when I think about your content is like juxtaposition yeah which is exactly, essentially what exactly, you're saying. exactly what I was, but yeah. one of the biggest like juxtaposing forces is the silliness of the idea mm. and the amount of effort you're putting in yeah it reminds me of there's a channel called unnecessary inventions yes are you familiar love yeah. unnecessary. so maddie's amazing but croc gloves yeah it's yeah. it's yeah so funny but it's um it's funny because it's unnecessary and he's putting so much work into mm. it and i think that's what i feel with your content too mm. it's like 
why would someone do this? Oh, but look at the lengths he's going. You know, like those two things are juxtaposing forces, but they're very funny when put together. Yeah. It's it's yeah. funny the the why, the question of why. Yeah is something that I love about YouTube because there doesn't need to be a why. In the in the conversations I've had whenever I've spoken to kind of TV execs and mm. I'm kind of pitching an oh, idea. Wow. Oh, wow, cool, man. No, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> just that painted a, a totally yeah. different picture. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Often sitting with I mean, TV execs. <laughs> I actually call them just TV execs. Yeah. It's just, yeah. just, hi, TV execs. Um, but, and as you can tell, I'm, I'm not doing anything TV related, so this meeting's not going very well. Um, but whenever I, I'm kind of like pitching ideas, yeah, yeah. Um, the question always is, but why are you doing that? And I said, well, there doesn't, I personally don't think there needs to be a why. Sometimes the why is really good and it yeah. helps the, the video and the storyline. Um, but uh, the why for a lot of the times in the YouTube videos aren't needed. And we are often thinking that we want to convey in the videos that I would be doing this anyway. Me as Max Fosh would be doing this silly thing anyway. But we're just bringing a camera. A camera just happens to be there for the ride. Yeah. Um, and that is a... So we shoot really low ratio on phones most of the time. Mm -hmm. the, the setup is really, really simple um, because I think that's really, really important for the audience to kind of feel like they're, hey, it's just silly, posh, floppy-haired guy just <laughs> having fun. What about the macro why, though? Because there has to be at some point a why for you yep. of, of why you pursue all of these things. Sure. I think that is because I genuinely enjoy it. Like it has the YouTube has given, uh, provided an opportunity for me to do things that are just inherently really fun and really silly. But I've been doing my my entire life. I've always been doing these kinds of things um, and to, to make it my job. Um, and that really, really invigorates me and makes me get up in bed in the morning. Like my first week at university, I realized that the desk in my dorm room was the exact width of the elevator in the building. Mm -hmm. And so at midnight, me and two friends, we didn't go out. We did still have a few drinks and we moved my entire desk with my laptop, my plant, my, my, uh, my lamp, my books, everything into the lift. And I was facing <laughs> away from the door. And so like at two in the morning, like bleary eyed students coming back. <laughs> And the doors would open. I'd turn around and be like, what are, you, what are you doing? Get out. That's um, so good. And so that that I've always been doing really stupid things like that. And so YouTube just, just afforded me an opportunity mm. to do this just yeah. as a job. And that is kind of the wider macro. I'm still, only, I'm 28. So I think I'm, I'm going to have to grow out of that at some point. Um, but there are various things that I'm doing to try and make me as, as good of a storyteller and things I, as possible. I was wondering about that. Of Do you need to grow out of this? Because in some ways... You know, I was listening to you talking about your Street Smart series, yeah. or your Man on the Street series yeah, that yeah. you were doing at universities, interviewing students. And you talked about how you did age out of that yeah. because you can't be 27 or 28 yeah. outside of college campuses, right, late at night. But for pranks or silly pranks, there actually are comps in Hollywood for like a mm -hmm. Nathan Fielder, right? Yeah. Like there are some people who do it into their older age. I'm curious how you think about that. I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you just opened my mind that maybe I don't need to have <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe I wonder, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we, I watched the first episode of Jury Duty the mm -hmm. other day. Yeah. And like, that is just, that's just one massive elaborate prank with yeah. a guy. Um, and he just, I haven't actually watched the end, but I think that it's all positive and, and wholesome and nice at the end. Yeah. And I think that's the... Uh, that's the most important part. But yeah, Nathan Fielder. I mean, and you know all these TV execs. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I know the yeah. TV guys. <laughs> You're fine. Just they in my phone. It's just bracket TV execs. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe not. I mean, there yeah. is definitely an evolution that, that that can occur, and there's been an evolution in the kind of the the, the videos mm -hmm. that I've made in the four or five years I've been making videos. I do think um, it's 
it, it's interesting when you're pulling off ideas like the ones you do yeah. that are largely seen as like very original. I think uh, one of your videos, like you, you took out life insurance mm. whilst rescue my life. I get caught on that word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a pretty original YouTube title. Like yeah. people have done win wing walking on YouTube. But that's yeah. a very original title. But the scale of these ideas when they go out, you know, reaching millions of people, uh, you're oftentimes known as that guy. Yes, right? like it's and you're I, that guy. You're that guy. Who what did, do you guys get in this? Like you're the those podcast guys. Those guys. Those guys. Yeah, yeah. we're just the handsome multicultural duo. But yeah, um, yeah but for <laughs> for you, like I'd imagine anyone could come up to you on the street right now and be like, oh, you're the welcome to Luton guy, which yeah. I assume is probably the biggest, right? I Actually, no. the biggest is probably you're the interviews posh people guy. Really? Still, the street smart still, guy? Like, I'm Interesting. Still just, they, they, they don't really get the street. They never quite get the branding okay, okay, in there. It, it. But, but it's... You do the, the man on the street videos. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're the... But it's mainly of all the 150 video mm. episodes I've made of street smart... It's the it's the posh ones that did, did super well. Do you ever get caught up with that with your ideas of like, uh, like having your ideas define you like that? Where as you're putting out new work mm. or new things, like oh that's the thing now that I'll be referred to as. Because we had that on YouTube when we were first starting out, and we were exploring a lot of different formats. Mm. The thing that would always get me so caught was when we would meet someone and we were over here. We had already experimented past that format, yeah. but they knew us for that. Yeah. Like there was a moment in time where we made a skateboard company and made a whole series about making that. skateboards. And it was really fun and we sold the skateboards and it was great. And then we had moved- You like, went behind the back of a car as well. Yeah, and got the shot yeah, yeah, Guys, yeah. I'm fan. Oh, wow, I'm you're a fan. fan. I'm deep so, cut. But we went like deep past that. Yeah. And we went to a meeting like a, two years later and someone was like, so skateboards. And we were like, oh, we're not, like, oh, wow. we're not those guys. We're these guys now. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing about YouTube that like people know you for what, what you're putting out. And at the scale of these ideas, I imagine like that is what you, you know, get known for. Right? But, but in my opinion, it's, it's almost none of my business. Mm. It's, interesting. it's got nothing to do with me because if you start to try to control mm. that, yeah. that guyness. <laughs> then, then where do you get to? You get to a point where you're just you're totally you're you're racked with anxiety and fear as to what you're going to produce next. So, and also it's out of your control. Like I'm mm -hmm. also known a lot of the time for uh, I had a viral clip where I just said I don't know my fruits. A slice of pomegranate in there as well. No, darling, it's not pomegranate. What do you actually think it is? Give another guess. Oh, it's a grapefruit. Yes, there we go. I don't know my fruits. You're that guy. I'm oh, that you're guy. The, I don't know my fruits guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I actually got that in a pub the other day. She's like, I don't know my fruits guy. And I was like, yeah, hi. And then she said, can you do it? It's, it's like it's like in track, like do the roar. And I was like, I don't know my fruits. Yeah. Everyone in the, everyone in the pub cheered. Yeah, the TV yeah. execs were there. Yeah. They gave me a show. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Um, but I, what, what was I trying to say there? Um, yeah, so uh, it's... I'm. I'm a I'm a different guide depending on where you watch yeah. the content. And on TikTok, that was a 50 million view video and did 50,000 videos of like yeah. people doing the sound. And I had no way of thinking. I mean, yeah. I remember talking to my editor Aziz. We were cutting down lots of old street smart videos into TikTok clips. Yeah. And we were talking about the specific clip being like, I don't think this has any comedic merit whatsoever. And mm. he, he was just like... I just put it up anyway. And so we did. And then uh, that flew. So we would have had no uh, foresight as to that would have been what I was going to be that guide for the next two years. So let's talk about being the welcome to Luton guy. Yeah. Because that video, um, I found that video to be incredibly funny. Thank and you. And I had no context 
as to what Luton Airport was, yeah. right? But or you know Gatwick or anything. Now I do have context as Gatwick. He's, he's a traveled can, guy. Candidly, Gatwick sucks. Just so you okay. Know. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that. But the the Luton. I video, for one I believe Gatwick is <laughs> place, and I love all of anyone the people there watching from also Gatwick, have nothing yeah. wrong with Luton. Yeah, for the record. But <laughs> neither do I. But officially. Yeah, so everyone can relate. This guy. It's like, this guy. Really, airport hater over here. Air his grievances. Yeah. God. Anything else? What do you What do you think about security? Like while you're here. Okay, let's not get me canceled on this show, okay? <laughs> hey, but, you did it to yourself. Uh, I, I want to talk about that idea yeah. and, like, kind of where that comes from and, like, mm. the concept of um, originality mm. in ideas and just, like, overall, like, what was your relationship? Because that is your most popular video. Yeah. Um, and, again, it is very fun, lighthearted, funny. It's a harmless prank, mm. but it is it touches on an experience that we all have, which is going to an airport, yeah. right? And, like... That, to me, is, again, part of the magic of what you do, which is not only is it juxtaposing forces, it's familiar environments yep. that you play in. It's hashtag relatable, guys. That's what it is. But back to the creativity of that idea, um, to go slightly further back, when I literally first started making YouTube videos, I was doing the man on the street stuff mm -hmm. at my university, Newcastle University in the north of England. And there was a television society at the university that was doing the same thing. They were interviewing students on nights out. And I applied to be a presenter. So I thought, oh, I think I could do a good job on here. They, they turned me down and said, we've got our presenters. I was like, that's fine. I'll just, you know, it's on the street. I can just grab a camera. I can do it myself. Um, and so I realized there that you can take existing ideas and tweak it. I know you guys talk a lot about like mm -hmm. the book Steal Like an Artist. Yeah. Um, and I've taken that concept of... Uh, of taking something that already exists and just adapting it to your style and your voice. And that's exactly what happened with Welcome to Luton. There was a guy, there's always news clip, you know, there's Instagram pages that just kind of have like history unveiled or uh, revealed and it shows old stories from the past. And there was a guy in Milwaukee who has Welcome to Cleveland written on his roof and he's had it there for 30 years. And I saw that and thought, that's a really good story. It's a really fun story. How do I make this UK centric uh, in my voice? And that's how the video got born out. Like Luton is known as, as having a bit of a bad reputation for being not in London, far out, difficult to get to. Um, so it would be quite funny if someone was coming into land and they thought they were in Luton. And so that's that's literally as simple as, as it is for, from the video's point of view. But it's taking something that already exists and tweaking it. And not all the videos are. Some of them are genuinely some, some like an idea that I've had that I haven't seen elsewhere. But a lot of the videos are just taking things that exist and just changing them. While you're doing an idea like that, like Welcome to Luton, do you know that it's going to hit. Oh, that was the most stressful video. Okay. Because we we had rented the land. The land costs we we'd found this perfect strip. It was a it was a perfect kind of rectangle just as you come into the land. The family who owned the land weren't doing anything with it and I, I remember I managed to uh, agree to them for 3 grand for 60 days. 3000 pounds for 60 days. And they just like looked at me like you're mad. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's, it's fine. Just leave it, leave it to me. Yeah. And I, I made the, made the letters, got this incredible artist called Angus who made the letters. We wrote it out. And then all I had was just tarpaulin on the ground. It required an organic reaction from Twitter yeah. or social media or somebody. And that was the scariest thing um, because there was no, if, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have had an ending. 
it would have like we've been a video which yeah. would have flopped. We'd be like, oh, see, I, that was funny over there. But luckily, a woman from Abbey, a, a woman called Abbey, was flying home from Mexico. She tweeted it, and the tweet organically just went super, super viral, and that's what picked up all the traction. And then I came out and said, Haha, it was me. So that was a that was a nail biting and scary mm-hmm. video because we could have spent thousands of pounds and just had absolutely nothing to show for it. But I think that's some of the risks that you've got to take, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. I think what's interesting about that video, too, is that, you know, if you watch the intro, you bring up the guy uh, from mm. Milwaukee. Mm. There's also a lot of influence from Yes Theory yeah. with uh, the Justin Bieber with the burrito. burrito prank. Yeah. We were watching that and mm-hmm. going, wow, these intros, like, they're so similar. Yeah. Curious how YouTube influences a video like that as well as, like, finding a comp from you know, something on Instagram where like that guy is in yeah. Milwaukee. So that was the, yeah, the Milwaukee, that was just the, the, the core of the seed of the idea. And then when it's putting together the, um, the video, we in the office have the hook and the exposition or sometimes it's one and it's called the hook's position. Um, That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so a hook, is, a hook is normally five seconds. We will definitely use that. Nick it. Fine, yeah. guys, yeah. take it. It's well, gonna, they cite us. Actually, yeah. it'll be cut out of this show yeah. so yeah. that we can then use that as our own. The first yeah. 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 So a hook is a five-second solitary clip from the video, and then it goes into a boom. So we sometimes have hook, boom, hook's position, or hook and exposition. Yeah. And then, Wait, and, what's, explain yeah, the boom. So boom is if you watch some of the videos, it'll be like uh, I'm just trying to think of a video where there. I is... I understand what you're saying. There's like a there's like a montage in the beginning. Yeah, that kind of oh, is like, like the sound effect. Like literally, literally yeah. black, black, and it's black screen, black screen and blue. Yes, and blue. of course, I know boom. exactly what you're talking about. Um, so with, that was a good example of that was the security convention where yes. I go and it's like I'm here at the security convention and the security guard is my cameraman. Boom. That's yeah. it. and then you can have the exposition start, um, and then that's sixty seconds normally of the why. Like Paddy Galloway, actually, you told me this. Um, Paddy Galloway, great YouTube guru guy, he said the title is your what, the mm-hmm. thumbnail is your how, and the first minute is your why. Mm. Um, and so that exposition is setting the scene of why I'm doing this. The, it's a vague outline of of the video. And then after that minute, you can get into what we call the kitchen shot, where I'm sat there scheming. Mm-hmm. How do I do this? And that's a comfortable, it's a comfortable world for the for the consumer, the, the viewer to be in. Um, and I got that from watching Zach Allsop's videos, Yes Theory's videos, um, so many people who have come before as to okay, how do you structure this? And then slowly over time, as you do it more and more yourself, you start to have add. You almost kind of yes anding like an improv, and you're adding your own layer and your own style on top of an existing format idea. The one thing that you do that I think is very unique in that structure is that most of your videos, the hook is the ending. Yeah. You are, it's almost like, uh, to me, I was looking at it and I was like, it's the punchline of the joke Mm. is the beginning of the video. Like the hatching an egg uh, from caviar. Yeah. The hook is showing me that you hatched the egg successfully mm. and that there's a little fish. Yeah. So I think I, w- I wanted to ask you, because we have an idea of this, but how do you justify showing me the end of the video in the beginning and expecting me to stay? So, great question. You guys, you guys know what you're doing. <laughs> um, so we call some of those ideas Instagram ideas. So some videos that are called, we call Instagram ideas, where you can just see it on Instagram. You're scrolling. 
you get all of the entertainment and value you need from a picture and a caption. You you laugh and you scroll through. You don't want an Instagram video because you're right. You watch that first 20 seconds and then there's nothing. Hopefully with the hook, it provides another question as to, mm. okay, I know that he's done this, what he said in the title. So, so I've earned the click there. They've clicked on, has he hatched a fish from caviar? You see the fish. Oh my God, he's done it. Mm. Hopefully, then we want the audience to then be thinking, okay, but how? So, like with the security convention, I've snuck in, mm -hmm. I'm using the security guard as the cameraman, but what happened after that? Did he get caught? How did he get in? Is he using his real name? So, we're hoping to elicit some extra questions that will want someone to stick around to mm. the end. Doesn't always work. And we sometimes see like drop off, huge retention drop off mm. after the first 10 seconds because they've got what they came for. Great, happy days. Um, but yeah, that is a that's a, a problem that we're always trying to face. It's a risk, but potentially more of a necessity the more hyperbolic YouTube gets yeah. with titles and thumbnails yeah. where everyone seems like they're titling and thumbnailing around something they probably right. didn't fully do, Yeah, right? Yeah. To like actually click and sort of be surprised that, oh, actually Max he did. did do this, yeah. even though my assumption when I clicked was there's no way he did this. Absolutely. I also think the people who make it past that hook are the people you want. Yeah. Like that's a higher quality audience because now you've weeded out the people who were there for the idea. Mm. And you now have Max Fosh fans, right? And I think that sometimes creators, we all uh, trade a higher number for a lower quality audience when actually what we're looking for is a very high-quality, deep audience. Yeah. And I will say that the is... The Fosh Pit. Guys, yeah. join the Fosh Pit. But there's something that makes you incredibly unique. Um, and it's something that I think, you know, Colin and I were very excited about and excited to talk to you about, which is the fact that not only are you, you know, succeeding on YouTube right now, but you sold 2,000 tickets to the London Palladium for yeah. a stand-up show. Yeah. And I think the future for creators and what all creators need to keep in mind is like the successful creators are going to be the ones who can fill a room because mm. there's a lot of creators who get millions and millions of views who cannot fill a room and i think that's the problem that shorts is not yeah, helping for sure mm. of course um i think that i mean the stand-up comedy was 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 done because firstly i had an audience i knew that i'd I didn't really want to put my name on a t-shirt. That wouldn't do very well. I've always been into drama and theater. And so I wanted to write a show and I wanted the opportunity to, to perform. And I got linked up with uh, a director called Ed Stambaluyan, who in the UK works with some of the biggest comedians um, mm. in the UK. And luckily he's a huge YouTube fan. And so I found like the perfect creative partner to work with me on that. Um, but that also was an, uh, an experiment in trying to make me as versatile as an entertainer as I possibly could be. Mm. I, I knew I could tell a story in 10 to 15 minutes on YouTube and make someone laugh and have them there. How good am I at doing that for 60 minutes on stage where there's no retakes, there's no repeats, and there's 2,000 people that have paid 20 quid to sit there? Mm. And uh, that is why I spent, I spent a lot of time uh, writing the show. I did a tour for kind of a, a number of months and did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival where you perform every day for a month, which is kind of a rite of passage for all comedians. And I wanted that so that when I kind of, if I ever do leave YouTube or as I grow older, I can go into any room with the TV exactly. Okay, this is all leading back. It's all TV back to the exact. Yeah. And they're watching. And they're yeah, watching. They're just watching. doing it for them. Yeah, yeah really. I'm doing it for them. Um, I could go in and be like, I've got, uh, it's kind of like, I've kind of like a buffet. Like I'm like, I've got the 2 million subscribers, sir. No, okay, you're not interested. That's no problem. I've got the Night of the London Palladium with stand-up. No, okay. I've got my writing over here. Would you like a taste of that? Um, 
So that is my like. I'm trying sure. to become as well round as I can. But to they're try all and interconnected. They are all interconnected. You know, I, I watched the special, um, and I, to me, it was like a live performance YouTube video. Yeah. And I would imagine that you know, there's a term in uh, in film school that we learned, which was mise en scène. Yeah. Right. Which is essentially whatever happens in front of the camera. So you put like th that type of filmmaking is like you put the camera down, and then the scene is like whatever's happening in front of there. Mm -hmm. The furniture, whatever's there, it's just like, that's it, no cuts, what's happening. Essentially, you know, theater. Mm -hmm. um, and I think watching you in that special, I was like, oh, th this practice has made you better at being a creator. Mm -hmm. Because now you look at the camera and you're like, whatever's, the performance in front of the camera needs to be interesting. Yeah. I can't rely on the editing to be interesting. Right. And so like, you know, Colin and I, when we were watching your videos over the past week, we were talking about that, that you are showing us stuff that is inherently interesting. That's happening in real life, in real time, right? Like hatching a, hatching an egg is a visual thing that is happening in front of the camera that is inherently interesting mm. that we can watch and see. You don't have to rely on editing to make that interesting. No. And the editing is so simple. And sometimes you include yeah. the proof in the welcome to Luton. There's as you're putting out the letters, there's a guy doing like construction there, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, are you pranking the people?" Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, "Yeah," and he's like, he just starts cracking yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And that like, was that was a really fun. I want to find that guy, so I want to thank yeah. him because it was a lovely beat in the video mm -hmm. where he yeah. meets, and it was a real relief for us when mm. we're like, you're like, "Oh, oh a good okay. idea." Okay, it's and a good it idea. It affirms to me watching that. Oh, this is a good idea. Yeah. Like, this is something worth yeah. my time. That's yeah. funny. Absolutely. The, the thing I really loved, and I, I think I look at your stand-up special, um, which I would encourage everyone to check out. It's fantastic. Um, I absolutely loved it. But I look at that in your YouTube videos as like, um, there's a there's a uh, incredible similarity in the way you're engaging with the material. Like, in your stand-up special, you do it's primarily interactions with the crowd, mm. and it's like the crowd is making the show with you. Yeah which is so cool. Uh, it's such a cool element to that show. And I imagine on YouTube too, it's like you've done a lot of serialized content too, which, you know, running for mayor, I would say is an example where the, the crowd, like the audience feels like they're participating yeah. in that as well. And that's like, we realized very early on that the people who are coming to the stand-up show are people who have watched the YouTube videos. Yeah. So you, I, I can't be going up there and doing 60 minutes of like one-liners because yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing? So we needed it to be a show that was just towing the line that the YouTube audience, people who watch me on YouTube, they would enjoy, but also they'd bring their mums and dads, their brothers and sisters, mm. their friends who had no idea what I did. And so mm. we needed it to, be, to cater to them. And then finally, we, we kind of, after doing a lot of kind of like preview shows, uh, me and director Ed realized that my strength was in my audience interaction because I'd spent three years doing man on the street content. So I'd, mm. I had I had weirdly been been working on my stand up and knowing yeah. how to get a laugh out of somebody. Okay, that question is going to lead them to one of two answers. I'll have a response for one of those two answers, um, and that's and that we worked on that a lot. And and we've realized the improv side of of what I do is is kind of a lot stronger than a lot of other areas. For sure. Mm -hmm. I, I would encourage, Colin and I have both taken improv, uh, and I would encourage all creators oh, to take improv. 100%. It, to, to become a better performer, like to, to work on the craft of being a performer. And we also do a lot of speaking, which forces us to stand in front of a crowd, say things, and feel how they react. Mm. You know, like it's what, so immediate. It's, it's so immediate. So and, much more comfortable with bombing on stage. Not yeah. that we bomb that often, but sometimes but, we do. But we started yeah. taking more risks when we were doing events yeah. and speaking, and some of them did not go well at yeah. all. Yeah, but it's a. It's a. But it's you a, just go like, 
Oh, I failed a million times yeah, at improv yeah, yeah. last week. Like, it's all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to yeah. do? We try and when we speak, we go out and we try and within the first, you know, five, 10 seconds, say something that elicits a reaction to feel the warmth of the crowd. So, right. Okay. So it, give me, give me some examples you of what just you're go, saying. Go out and be Any like. Any TV exact in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Clap if you're a TV exec. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, okay, like. Well, the moment that we bombed that I'm talking about specifically. Is it, it me? No, no, no. Both of us together. So there was, it was this uh, show, like a live show being put on by YouTube. And in between the different sessions, there were ballet dancers oh that my would God. come out. And like they would dance, but also move the furniture around to the next setting of whatever it needed okay. to be. He was the and creative director of that decision. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. I don't know, but we thought, wouldn't it be funny if we arrived on stage ballet dancing Fun. after the dancers? That would be unexpected. I'm in. Unexpected. And we're looking at each other at the last minute. We're like, are we doing it? Are we doing it? And we're like, yeah, we get, we're talking about it. We got to just do yeah. it. And we went out and I like held my arms out and Samir came yeah. up and like- Picked him up. Picked him yeah. up, picked me up and moved me around and- uh, Not a single laugh. Nothing. How long was the segment? How long? That you, was the beginning. That of was the just. Segment. I mean, I, we also. I don't know that we committed long enough to it. Yeah. To the bit, and it was like kind there of was also dark. a huge screen above us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of reasons people didn't laugh. <laughs> yeah. Honor, yeah. It was also, a good bit. Yeah, we, have good the, bit. we have the footage, so we can play it over this. Yeah, and people um, will laugh at home. But it was people amazing. We'll never just add the laugh track. Yeah, it's we'll never fine. know. It was but just like laugh. crickets, like nothing. And that was the beginning of us having to go out and speak. So you just have to swallow it and be like, "All right." Yeah. But we'll Round come out two. and we'll say something, even as simple as like, all right, how are we doing tonight? Yeah. And you'll just feel if they're warm or not mm. immediately. Mm. And I think that immediacy is very different from the experience of this, yeah. right? Like we have no idea what the experience is right now for someone um, or how warm they are, or how cold they are to the conversation. If they're engaged in this part or not, you can see that. If they just like flick through the yeah. timeline yeah. to a certain yeah. point, which yeah. if they had, when just is say Max going to really say how much weird. money he makes? Yeah. What is, <laughs> <laughs> what is this about? <laughs> I just say something really weird out yeah. of context and just goat's cheese is my favorite of the cheeses <laughs> so yeah, there you go when i think about your genre which i i don't like calling it pranks stunts challenges whatever it whatever is whatever you want to call it i think you are potentially in one of the most replaceable genres yeah i, I really do i think like yeah. if you pull someone away there is an influx of pranks and challenges sure. to mm -hmm. entertain mm. i wonder how that experience and how in general you think about making sure you're not replaceable, that people want to come for you and not someone else. I, I, don't, I genuinely don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I, I do not know, and um, I'm not going to try and sit here and, and kind of wax lyrical about why I think that I've I've got it sorted out because I, I probably don't. I just try every single time to make a video that I would laugh to or somebody will, will try and laugh to, and you evolve as a creator over time, and that's super important, but... It is a it's a it's a worry, which is why I go back to the stand up and um, the writing, just having other strings to my bow mm. to be able to combat that if that does happen. Um, if, yeah. a, if a newer, I, hotter version comes. I on. mean, I would argue because I, I I did start watching you about three or four years ago. I think I sent you a message like, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. I think you had maybe thirty thousand subscribers yeah. at the time, um, and it was for me. It was um, the personality. Mm -hmm. Like at the time, I was like, this is. I really connect with British humor. I think yeah. British humor is very funny. And it was actually this concept of posh that I had been introduced to through yeah. Street Smarts, through your Man on the Street videos. And I was like, oh, I want to learn more about this culture. It's funny to me because whatever you're including is clearly supposed to be funny. So I'm now learning about this culture through these jokes. Through humor, yeah. And you were very endearing in that. Um, 
But I think what was really interesting was the man on the street stuff puts a lot of onus on the interaction and on the collab, like on what's happening. You have to go out and hope you come back home with a, you with know, some, with some, an SD card lines, yeah. that has mm-hmm. good stuff. And I'm sure you can, you strike out people who do man on the street. We talk to them sometimes. Mm. Uh, and they're like, yeah, I went out and filmed all day. I got nothing. Mm. It's, it's, it's a hard thing because it's actually not about you. Uh, it's about if you're able to go create a scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think seeing you evolve into like leading with your personality has been what for me uh, has kept me interested, right? And kept oh, me yeah. wanting to If I to was watch. still making man on the street videos, like I yeah. would have been very boring. But sometimes if the idea is too dominant in the video, I'm less interested. That's uh, that yeah. is wild to me. And like I I would the kitchen pers- shots are really yeah. I think for me what connected me to it. Of this like, this, oh, this is just, like changing my perception of how people watch my but, videos. But it's it's hard because you know, like even for us, I think all creators deal with self worth issues. Yeah. We are people who are looking for validation and being like, really, is you, this good? Is is this yeah. good? What, which we, one's good? It, 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 this yeah, this <laughs> like, is this I'm is. I'm hatching a fish from caviar <laughs> over here. <laughs> like I'm wind walking over yeah. here. Hello, <laughs> back to the buffet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Caviar, yeah. no. But we deal with this like you know self worth of are we good enough? If we put ourselves on camera, yeah. is that enough? Yeah. Or do I need to do a bunch of other stuff? And for me, it's really interesting in watching your progression. Um, of course, like the big ideas are going to hit, mm. you know, like they are going to be inherently interesting. People can't help but click on an idea like that. Mm. But as I watch the videos and watch you evolve, my hope is that you continue to make sure that your personality is at the forefront because your comedy, your delivery, your personality, um, is what connects us. And I think that's why people like Ryan Trahan are winning right now, or specifically Ryan is mm. is where he is because he's one of the few creators that I would, at this point, I kind of like enjoy just watching him do whatever because I just like his personality. I think, and I'll be briefly honest here, I really don't think my self-esteem is at a high enough level for me to take that risk. Right. I, I hear, and I find that really interesting because I always think that I'm very replaceable with the idea, absolutely. And and I remember we spoke, we we met in New York about a year ago, yeah. and, and you were talking about. I was, I was like, you know, like, yeah, I see you as a as a personality based creator. I want to see you doing yeah. more things, and that surprised me so much because um, I really don't think that it's it's that interesting. And for me to to risk, I'm getting to a point now. I was like, right, okay, how many more ideas do I have left with the big stunty things? Okay, I need to start to diversify. I need to have some intellectual property. I need to kind of make some more sustainable formats. But it just terrifies me, the, the idea that I t- take my foot off the gas of the ideas mm. and try and put more of me in there. And then there's just kind of a slower progression, which is actually probably in the long run what is probably helpful and, sorry, healthy and yeah. sustainable. But... I think my self-worth is too attached with numbers. Numbers. Hmm. And yeah, my, I my, understand. I my understand sister's that. a therapist and like I tried to talk to her about this. And yeah. I mean, she, she, bless her, she, she gets all sorts of, of, of stick for being in the video. Yeah. She, she's a great sport, but I do talk to her about this. I mean, the reality is you, you by foregoing some of the titles and thumbnails that you get to use because of the stunts that you do yeah. and leaning on personality, you probably would get less viewership and you'd have to be okay with that yeah. and come to terms with that. And it would... You're not conditioned right now to be okay with that. Yeah, and absolutely. From, there's yeah. probably an element too. From a business perspective, it would change your business, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Have you guys experienced that? Yeah, I think, but I, I've come to a new space with my relationship with numbers. Yeah, where if 
if we build an audience that's only interested if we do something that is a bit uncomfortable for us, I don't want that audience. Mm. Because how long I'm I'm now, you know, I'm turning 34 next month. Like I I can't if, He looks great. If I, guy, he looks great, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not that I'm old. turning 50. Okay. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> so. to say to say he looks great assumes that my age is like unbelievably old like oh wow he looks great for his age he's doing so well he's healthy now yeah he can sit up straight for this long (laughs) (laughs) anyway you're saying sorry yeah if i have to like pretend for an audience then i if i had to do that for my career i would have been an actor which i tried to be and i was terrible at it i can't act so i recognized that whatever version of myself that i can do for a Mm. long time that's the version. And this show has created a situation where we get to just be ourselves. Yeah. And that, I'm just like, if you want to hang here with us and have be a part of these conversations, then I'd love to have you. Yeah. But if this, if this is not for you, mm. then I don't want to convince you to stay here because it's not healthy for me to pretend we weren't to be great at doing else. things that were uncomfortable. No, we were terrible at it. Like, yeah. what would you go, what would what would you guys what was your like iteration of you being uncomfortable? Well, I mean if you look at I think you started watching us with the 24 hours to meet yes theory, right? Yeah. Great vid. Watch like, it. Absolute all indication banger. would have said do that again and again 24 hours to meet someone else. Yeah. Go through these yeah. journey of, of trying to meet someone in 24 hours. Like the metric said that's what we should do. Mm. And we just didn't do it because it it was kind of a crazy, I just don't think we wanted mm-hmm. to be known for that or go through those types of experiences. Mm. And, and I think on the relationship with numbers, like that is something that we will all as creators, like I'm not going to sit here and say I'm evolved past that. You get, a, you get a 10 out of 10, it feels like someone punched you in the stomach and yeah. kicked you in the face, you're right? You're in YouTube, yeah. you're saying, why have you shadow banned me? Yeah, or you're, you're just like, I don't know, like there's, it, like, it, there's nothing that feels worse than that mm. uh, as a creator. And I, I would say now I have a little bit of a lighter relationship with all of it. And, um, you know, it, it does evolve. But as creators, we do have to now think about ourselves on a really long window. And I, I wonder if when I was really obsessed with numbers was when I thought it was all going to end the next month. I was almost living month to month as a creator, like looking at it. As, I am. And you are mm. right now. And, and I would I would ask because, again, I've been I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I've watched your different attempts at this career yeah right and it's all been a you know it's a progression that makes sense when you look back but where are you in your relationship to like the stakes of the career right now like do you feel like the stakes are high like you're at risk of losing the career or like what is making you hold on to the the numbers so much right now i think i genuinely think it's just elements of like I am so tied. Like the name of the channel, I mean, with you guys, yeah, it's yeah. it's Max Fosh. It's me. And it is that number next in gray next to my name. Mm. Uh, and those things have almost kind of like, you could almost put a bracket, a, a parentheses on either side of that kind of bit of the channel, the YouTube homepage. And I hate myself for that. I hate myself that that is, well, not hate myself. I hate that that is in my thought process how it is. But... I've got a lot better at being able to separate work from 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 um, life. Like I used to work in the kind of I was a residence area in the bottom of my apartment block, but now I've got an office and I go punch, punch in at nine and leave at six. And so that's helped a little bit of separation. I've brought new more people into the team and made it slightly more um, like a like a media company, like a business. Um, but I'm still I I still don't know the answer as to to what end. I still don't know the answer to 
what's this all for? What, why, why am I making, why am I, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm literally after this, this interview going to Iceland to cook a ready meal in an active <laughs> volcano. Mm-hmm. Why? And that's, that's just for, that's just that, for fun. That's, that's not for a video. video. No, I'm not filming. I'm not filming. No, I'm, He's I'm just hungry. hungry. I'm just yeah. hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Stag do. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, what's he like? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I actually want to know, like right now you're about to go do that. Yeah. Where's your energy level for doing that? Uh, that really high, actually. I'm super <laughs> oh, excited. I'm it has super to be. excited. It has to be. No, 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 I'm like, super because this is this is a video that we've been trying to make for over two years. We've been we've we've got a volcano guy in every country where there is a volcano and they're all on alert. Say as soon as it erupts, <laughs> yeah. give me a call. And our Iceland volcano guy gave me a call. He said, It's time to go. Wow. Um, and, when was that call? Uh last night. Last night. Yeah. And so Oh, because you texted me last night. You're like, I might have to go to Iceland. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so what's the title? Uh I cooked an oven ready meal in an active volcano. And how did you come up with that idea two years ago? It was gen it's just a superlative scale. I was I was making an oven ready meal. I was putting it in the oven. I thought mm. Where's the weirdest place I could cook this? Mm. Uh, a volcano? Mm. Great, let's do it. Um, so then... We... Was that before you had team? Because I know now you have Aziz and Molly. Yeah, but... that, that was before I had a team. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. That was before I had a team. Right. Uh, I had this idea. And then, weirdly, the, the same volcano erupted in Iceland last August. The exact dates that I was touring. The ex- from, from the day it, the eruption started to the day eruption ended, that was the tour dates. Um, wow. And so I was absolutely what gutted. A shame. <laughs> what a shame. I was thinking, no, fuck, fuck comedy. Like I'm messing around the volcanoes, guys. Um, <laughs> But no, I'm super energetic about that. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that if you talk to me at the end of last year, before I like got Molly involved and before Aziz and I like, changed up a lot of how we work, I was like just <laughs> crawling to the end of the year. Yeah. 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 Um, I've now got a little bit more energy and I think that that's with surrounding yourself with the great people and making the environment to work with really yeah. fun. I would love to know how it's different traveling with them and getting to share this strange experience with them as opposed to going to Las Vegas by yourself for oh, the adult that was film the, that was the worst. That was the worst day of my life. I went <laughs> just before COVID in January 2020. I filmed a video at the uh, the AVN Porn Awards in Las Vegas, Nevada sure. yeah. at the Hard Rock Hotel. And I turned up, I arrived by myself. I found a cameraman from Instagram by, okay. <laughs> by searching the, the hashtag. Yeah. Las Vegas hashtag cameraman. Las Vegas cameraman. Yeah, okay. Got oh. a, a lot of them were already at yeah. the convention. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a dangerous and, move. <laughs> yeah, and I was walking around this, I would spend hundreds of pounds to be there and I was trying to talk to uh, porn actors and actors, actresses trying to get some silly things and I was miserable. I was so so low. I just sobbed when I got back to my hotel room. I was like mm. what the, What am I doing? Um, and I think that people is the most important part of mm. the business. Like I went, we just, I saw um, you guys in LA about two weeks ago and I was there with Zach. We were filming a collab and I was there with his team. There were six of us and we had the best time. It was great. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we were filming a YouTube video, but we were having fun with friends as well at the same mm. time. And so I think that was... I think um, this was advice from uh, Tim Ferriss to us, but he was talking about decoupling um, the financial reward of being creative. Yeah. And the life reward, like the non-financial reward. How does he do that? So he just says there's two metrics, right? Like, so when we're done with this conversation, yeah. if we had fun talking to you, that's a reward. That reward is done. You can't take that away. Yeah. Now there's going to be another one, and that's going to be the performance reward. 
does this episode do really well? Do people really love it? Is it no? <laughs> does Answer, it no? Does it tank? Right, <laughs> but at but, least we have the time. We had yeah. one of yeah. those again. Yeah. You got exactly. one. But, but if you take, if you look at that, and you go, actually, the non-financial reward or the non-performance reward is so much more important because that's the majority of your life. Mm. The majority of your life as a creative is pursuing these ideas or pursuing these this work. So if that's the majority of it, it's going to be. Do you like hanging out with Molly and Aziz? Mm. Do you like going to work with them every day? Do Is you... that a question? Because they are yeah, behind the glass. You can answer as yeah, honestly as yeah, possible they to look them yeah. in the eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're looking. They're actually saying no. No, yeah, they don't they're, like they're saying, saying yeah. no. Okay, they've actually a... just walked out. Yeah. Yeah. So. If anyone Aziz if anyone's is holding a, a sign that no. says, I quit. Yeah, yeah he's just. So Max Slash currently hiring live on the show. But like if you if you guys have a fun trip to Iceland mm. and it's a unique experience, that is a reward. Yeah. And I think we have to hold on to that because if you're going to the AVN awards mm. and all you're there for is the performance reward and you hate the life of the that. video is demonetized. Right. So, I did, I did. <laughs> so you got I zero. Get that performance so you got reward, zero yeah. rewards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so then that sucks, right? That's like I think sometimes we've become so metric obsessed that it's like you just sacrifice whatever, you sacrifice your life for these numbers. Mm. Right? Just Fuck it. I'll just, if I have to go fly over there and it sucks, doesn't matter. It's going to, it's going to do well. Yeah. So, and I think that's a quick path to a short career um, or at very, what, by, by, by foregoing that, the that life, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Fun element for the numbers. Yes. Um, and I think we as creators don't think enough about what making it looks like. We just want to make it. Yeah. So like you think about yourself, and I'm curious about this, but like prior, you know, th three years ago, as you're, you know, really pushing on this YouTube thing. And you didn't grow much for a while, No, right? You didn't have much growth, but you were committed to it, which means you really wanted to, to make it. You wanted this that you have right now, which then creates a new relationship with, if all you want is to make it, then all you want once you've made it is to not lose it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> people, are, someone said to me, people are either trying to be successful or stay successful. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what it was like when I was trying to, mm. like I was, I was pushing, like I was, I was looking forward to five years now when I'm sat on the Colin Samir podcast. I'm not sure what I was trying to do. I was a bit of a, a deer in the headlights. And that's why I think it's so difficult for a lot of creators because you celebrate the wins and the lot and you commiserate the losses by yourself. It is so lonely. You edit, you shoot, you do everything by yourself. It is it's just quite crap. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I don't really have anything more to say because I can't really remember. But I do remember COVID was the best thing that happened to the channel because I was still doing the street interview thing. I, then COVID, I couldn't. I couldn't make videos for six months. And that's when I tried something new, which was the uh, trying to find the woman in a stock photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that <laughs> did. That was the first like uh, foreign storytelling. And I it did super well. And it caused a global pandemic for me to yeah. like stop being a little bitch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, same. That was an accelerant for us too. As creatives, we need constraints and we need things that actually get us out of our whatever, you know, funk we're in or whatever moment we're in. Um, but I think that, you know, part of the reason I would say that for me also, it doesn't feel that different what we're doing now. Obviously, there's a lot of difference to what we're doing now to when we were trying, mainly because we were just trying so many different things. Now we have a thing. Mm. Um, and we're not trying. But, yeah, You're not trying. We, now we don't all. try. Yeah. But <laughs> when I, I can tell with the question, when, <laughs> when I look into the future, I'm like, it's not going to be that different from this. There might be more resources. Yeah. But at now I've committed to this career. This is the thing. 
We will sit together and be like, is that a good idea? Should we do that? Is this an exciting interview? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's take some notes on it. Let's do it. Is that the right title? Is that a good thumbnail? Could it be better? That's that's the thing we will do for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And that's that to me is making it. Getting to work with people you like on a project that you like. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, though, I feel like we're not complacent right now, but it is the first time in our career when we've been consistent. Mm. And is there a, lot to, yeah. be, like, a yeah. lot to be said for consistency? Yeah, I think like we're experiencing a lot of growth, like brand growth for sure. Like You can sink into a little bit of a lifestyle. But I also realize that we may have to be comfortable shaking that at some point now. Mm. You know, just mm-hmm. because we've, we've found something yeah. that's worked and we're consistent and we like it. But we do have to be ready to evolve again, mm-hmm. I think. Do you know what's funny is whilst we're, whilst we're talking about this, we're just like deeper like yeah. about who we are. I'm thinking in my mind, I generally was just thinking, oh, they're going to need a story about a silly video in a second. Like they're going to, I need, I need to tell like a silly story of an yeah. experience I've had mm-hmm. in a video. So that in my mind during this conversation, You're like, I'm, I'm like, no, they need to, they need a, they need a, a clip now of like when I kind of like how I got my sister to sign a contract that made her the <laughs> and that, that's just like quite a, quite a, a wake up call for me to be like, okay, I'm so in tune to be like, I, I audiences yeah, yeah, need yeah. to have a story. Yeah, Stop yes, talking yes, about yourself. Yes, no yes. one gives a shit. They need to have a story, which I do think is, is one of the, the most valuable piece of advice you can give to someone who's starting out, which is that no one cares about what you're making. So you have to make, you have to, you have to really take that 10 minutes or eight minutes or five minutes mm. and really make that like, yeah. there's so much competition to so like win them over in that 10 minutes and that five minutes. Hmm. But you're so, so conditioned to be that guy who did that thing. Yeah. yeah and yeah, most yeah. times that you're probably yeah. on an interview, it's tell me about that thing. Yeah, tell me yeah, about yeah, the, yeah, the school. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, go yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do the school bit now? Yeah. Or should, should we do it afterwards? <laughs> well, I'll ask you about a video. Yes. That, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the video that I want to ask you about is, the video that kind of launched your channel, oh, which is yeah. Zach and Jay's video. Zach and Jay's video. Um, mm-hmm. I loved that video. I mean, everyone, a lot of people, 32 million people loved that video. Yeah, that's a YouTube history um, video. The, it like, really is. Really is. Marked, like, it is established. What, what's the title of it? It's uh, I, I Fate. fate. My friend to the top of London Fashion Week. Isn't it funny yep. how important titles are? But we can't remember. And we can't remember. Yeah, it. we can't remember. It, it. Has, it has 32 million yeah. views. Yeah. yeah. It's just and, wild. I remember watching that video and again, like being enamored with the, the, the first of all, the creator scene in the UK, because I had not really been familiar with it at that point. Um, but also so pleasantly surprised and excited by uh, you. You were such a great character in that video. That's, that's and, very kind. And the name, like, oh, what was it? Maximilian Bucharest? Maximus right? Bucharest. Mm-hmm. Maximus Bucharest. Yeah. yeah. It's like such a hilarious concept. And that I think is one of the greatest examples of like, the victim of that prank. Well, I guess you should describe the the, the prank or the the stunt. The stunt um, was: Can I turn this blank, unfashionable canvas of a man and take him to the top <laughs> of London Fashion Week? And I had known Zach and Jay for about three months before we shot that video. When I first moved down to London, I was walking to Tesco supermarket we have here, and Zach walked past me, and I was a big, big fan of his. And I messaged him on Instagram, being like, "Hey, I just saw you in the street." Oh, you didn't, I talk didn't to even him. talk to him in oh, person. No. Like, I was like, "Hey, I just oh, saw wow. you. Um, if you ever need a cameraman, let me know." And weirdly, the next morning at nine a.m., he messaged me saying, "We actually need a cameraman in forty-five minutes. Can you make it?" And I kind of it was like one of those like looking over the clock, yeah. looking at my watch, looking at the phone. <laughs> Yeah, I can do it. Just like <laughs> montage. Um, so I then started doing a bit of work as the like a camera guy. I was terrible. I didn't know how to. I, sure. I, I put mm-hmm. Zach yeah. even said 
he realized that I only knew how to do autofocus and press record. Mm. That was it. Mm. So I was just basically a tripod. Which is almost... Not- Which is almost kind of everything you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, all of you sure. GOPs out there. <laughs> I know you've all got an autofocus, you liked. Um, so I became matey with them and then they said, we've got this idea to sneak you into Fashion Week. Are you in? And at this point, I was just trying to make it on YouTube. They had about 100,000 subscribers and I thought, any anything out of this is a positive just to work with these guys is a really cool um opportunity so i did it we turned up we went went to primark which is a kind of a cheap clothing store here in the uk and just put together this monstrosity of an outfit and um (laughs) we kind of filmed the video and i remember i said to my dad i was like this is really exciting and he said well just let's be let's just kind of temper expectations a little bit and I said well if, I think I could get maybe a thousand subscribers out of this and then the video got launched and I think I gained a hundred thousand subscribers mm-hmm. in about two weeks um, and like they they went from 30,000 subscribers as a duo to 400k in a week and it was like Gosh. back in when that re- would happen and we see actually what was written is we're seeing it more and more recently yeah. there's a guy in the states called Preston Goes yeah. who I love yeah. um, he just sti- hit yeah. like he just hit it and mm-hmm. it was just a brilliant long form Sticks guys Sticks yeah, guys yeah. love them what you're yeah. doing is amazing and so we're starting to see it again which is really exciting Like, uh, um, but yeah that was kind of what all allowed me to suddenly just be a YouTuber was that exciting or scary so exciting so mm. exciting because but then I just went back to making street smart videos like <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't say, learn like, I didn't yeah. learn they're like oh obviously they like it when there's a story behind it we're doing something <laughs> what should I do interview people yeah. so um, I was just excited it was just like I was the 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 the, the rat in the in the um cocaine experiment where he presses the button on social blade and just <laughs> yeah, refreshing and just seeing the yeah. numbers <laughs> turn around and like oh when um, did it when did it click for you to actually do something similar to what they were doing to tell stories like that as opposed to the going back to the man on the street it took me 18 months after that eight, video. Eight, 18 months yeah, yeah. wow i mean Col- colin says this sometimes that as creators we don't typically learn from our success we learn a lot from our failures, yeah. but we actually never take lessons from our success. Like you're like, hmm, why are they subscribing to me? Yeah, what are they? What? Did, why did that video go so viral? You're d- you're just like, and, oh great, now I have subscribers. I can keep doing the thing I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly yeah. how I thought about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, which is which is wild. Yeah. Um, but it was a it was an incredibly exciting experience. Um, it was like. Th- I had been so unsure as to what I was going to. I left university and I was I was bigger into radio. Like radio was was my thing. I spent yeah. four years at a, at a hospital radio station called Radio Tyneside in the Northeast. And mm-hmm. I got some good opportunities in the Northeast. And I walked in, they were kind of like demo auditions. And they were like, right, welcome to BBC Radio Newcastle. We got Max here on the mic. <laughs> and I was like, hello, good to see you all. I obviously didn't get those jobs. Why did you do that voice? I, I don't know. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd be endearing them. <laughs> endeared myself to them. Um, and so I was kind of, big down into the into the radio side of things um there's a fun story when i was at hospital radio i, I nearly got fired because i played uh, highway to hell by acdc <laughs> during on, on a hospital radio that's good comedy it's good comedy that's good comedy uh, yeah. patients didn't love it <laughs> um and so suddenly with this youtube thing just exploding it allowed me to think huh oh okay because all the streams stuff was doing really well on facebook Facebook, it was pumping. This was 2017, 2018. Um, but YouTube, it wasn't doing very well. So I kind of that's when I kind of thought, hey, YouTube could kind of work. And this was kind of before people on Twitter were writing threads about retention and mm. click-through rates. And so it was kind of a bit That's of a, a recent thing. That's, that a, that's a, a, it's much more recent. recent. Like yeah. when we were uploading, people, it was like... like writing those. Yeah, yeah. It's much more recent. Yeah. I was going to say, so to be posh mm. 
in the UK, what exactly does that mean? And does that have negative connotations oh, to yeah. it? Because like you obviously, I think on your ring. On my right, ring, you, I've got some branding that says Posh Trois. Right. So you're like, you connect yourself to it. Yeah. You talk about it a lot in the comedy special yeah, on yeah. your channel. It's like synonymous what? with with the name Max Fosh. Yeah. But I'm curious to dig into what exactly uh, it means. It means the yeah. stereotype of it and why connect yourself to it. I mean, I open my mouth and people like can tell. Oh, so, like, really? In the, really? U- in the UK. In the like, UK, people can just because, tell. Because I guess my accent to an American audience is like, oh, it's this British guy. Yeah. Like, but in the UK, like I talk and it's like, oh, this guy is posh, right? So I can't, I can't remove, I can't take that away. I'm not, I'm not going to change my accent. I'm not going to change how I, where I grew up with. But I can really uh, take control of it and take control of myself. And so initially, the, the, the phrase posh twat is banded around a lot. Uh, what does posh mean? Explain it to posh our Posh means audience. someone who yeah. is predominantly not necessarily some, uh, someone with money, but somebody from a status, an old like family status. There's history, there's heritage. Yeah. Uh, there are certain schools um, that you posh people send their children to. They're normally mm-hmm. boarding schools. Um, it's kind of like the quintessential tw- early 20th, mid 20th century British ideology. Got it's it. It's mm-hmm. tea and crumpets. It's top hats. Got it. It's so is it, is it political as well, in a way? And very political. Yeah, um, yeah. Like more conservative. More conservative. Um, if you look at the two kind of major boarding schools in the UK, Eton and Harrow, um, I went to Harrow. Eton has had 17 prime ministers. Of this country, wow! Winston okay. Churchill yeah. went to Winston Churchill went to my school, Harrow. So it's Got it. so tied into the establishment. It, it is like being posh is being part of the establishment, um, and so yeah. I mean, as 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 a, as a result, there's a lot of hatreds towards posh people, but there's also a lot of fascination. Like in television, we have a show called Made in Chelsea, which is one mm-hmm. of the most successful mm-hmm. reality TV shows here in the UK, which just follows young 20-year-olds who live in Chelsea, a very posh part of London, and their lives. Mm-hmm. So there's this like weird fascination. I mean, same with the US, people. right? And same like, in the US. Yeah, we're obsessed with wealthy people yeah. and their lives. And so US, when yeah. I started doing interviews with posh people, yeah. it, was, it was kind of an absolute just, it was the perfect storm for that kind of content because non-posh people loved watching posh people mm-hmm. look like idiots. Yeah. Okay. Posh people weirdly loved love other it. posh yeah. people looking like idiots. Yeah. It's like this weird Stockholm syndrome where yeah. like <laughs> I'll meet a posh person they're like, oh, interview me like right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I going to say? I'm going to do something <laughs> so stupid like, and so Expose me, please. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. Yeah. And a lot of comments I'd be, I would get is like, well, this guy, the, the interview is also posh. I'd say, yeah, that's that's the show. That's the, that's yeah. the idea behind it. Yeah. Um, and so I, in my early 20s, I kind of like when I got to university and I wasn't at this like boarding school, there was a lot of like, oh, you're a posh twat or like, mm-hmm. fuck off, or you're posh. And initially I was like, oh, well, no, I'm, I'm trying to be kind and polite to people. Um, and I kind of realized, well, that's almost kind of none of my business. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just, all I can do is be polite, kind, courteous, uh, interesting, fun to be around. And that's yeah. all I can control. Um, and so the, the posh twat ring is kind of like a little bit of a, an homage to that's my background. I can't change Taking that. Take ownership over it. I'm yeah. take ownership of it. Yeah, I am. Some people might think I'm a posh That's absolutely fine. Mm. But uh, I, I know kind of better who I am. Yeah, I do think we should talk about ideas. Yeah. I know people like it, it's probably the most common question to yeah. ask you, right? And like yeah, when yeah, we yeah. sat down with a notebook and said, "What should we talk to Max about?" The first thing we said was. Uh, where does he get his ideas from? Like, where do his ideas come from? And then we watch something else of yours, and you're like, everyone asks me <laughs> yeah. where I get my ideas so from. Where do my ideas like, come from? Oh, no. That's yeah, our first question. That's our question. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, but I think it's a testament to your ideas. Thank right? you. 
Like the fact that everyone wants to ask you that, mm. that everyone's like, well, where do these ideas come from? And not because we're like, that's what the audience is here for, but it's because we're authentically curious. Like, yeah. Do and, you, it, and it comes from a real place because, of like of 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 love and, and it, like, yeah. It's my like, fa- I actually have to I had to put a, a a ban on my family saying you should do this like because like, you should make a video about this. Oh, and I was man, like, guys, yeah. like, I really appreciate the the support and it's coming from a really positive place. But it is super frustrating because all of them are, are not very good. I'm not going to you, uh, dad. You should ensure this. This is a good thing to ensure. Um, so just kind of leave it. Because I think people assume that it's a, a very off the, hmm, I'm actually going to do this today. Whereas there's yeah. so much time, so much time that gets puts into the every minutiae of, of, of the idea. And there are some frameworks to it. I get co- a lot of comedy writers in. Um, again, the director who I work with on my special, Ed Stambouli, and is is brilliant at that. He came in and understands the channel really well, and he kind of runs these sessions with me. And um, oh wow, so you have like writing sessions? We have writing with, days. With we have writing days. Another guy called James comes in, who's uh, a comedy writer for Jimmy Carr, and um, we all sit there, and it's just kind of like towards the end of the day, it's really funny because we just kind of like swivel on chairs. Yeah, and just yeah, like what yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a lot of structure that comes with that. We've put bucket, my ideas into buckets. So there's the loophole bucket, there's the sneak in bucket, there's the uh, British bucket, and we try and see whether we can uh, put things into various different buckets. I mean, when's this video coming out? In a bit. In yeah. a couple of months? Co- probably, yeah. yeah, probably at least a month and a half, if not two months. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Then I could probably say this. Like yeah. I've, uh, we had a, um, we knew that sneak ins were really fun. Uh, genre on YouTube and so normally people they sneak in by going through the security and we were talking about okay how else could you get through security I mean you could go under I mean Zach mm-hmm. also did a great video of sneaking to Glastonbury where yep. he went under he the fence under, yeah. and then someone just said so, well no one's ever gone over I was like, oh yeah, keep talking, and eventually we 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 ended up on on an idea that we're hopefully doing in a couple of weeks. Of I broke into a mu- into a music festival by skydiving in, and mm, no, that's it's funny. no, and yeah. it's, it's fun because yeah. it's it's uh, it's just taking what you know thing, doing different thing with that thing. That, that yeah. wasn't explained very well. Yeah, yeah. And it's just taking extremes. It's a juxtaposition of those things, um, and so a lot of the time I'm just kind of walking around. So a, a video that we had. I turned roadkill into a Michelin star meal. <laughs> yeah. We got that because Aziz and I were driving back from a video, one of the worst videos that we have ever made, which was I made someone's actual dream come true, which is when we, we found somebody who had a weird dream that they, they, they dreamt that gravy was being poured on them from a, from a, from a pickup truck. <laughs> so we, we went and filmed this video and we were kind of driving back. We we're like, well, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Anyway, we were well, driving. Was it weird because you were pouring gravy on a I was, person? I was, I was pouring gravy on a person, but also it's like, this, what am I doing? What are we doing? Did anyone? One, did HR did you check this um, and we were driving back and we saw some roadkill on the side of the road and we were just spitballing it's like okay roadkill that's a thing everyone knows mm-hmm. what could you do with that thing uh, you can um, turn it back into a, a living thing that's not possible mm. can you eat it oh that's not very good oh maybe let's work on that okay who should we serve it to uh, our parents no need more steaks oh food critics great and that's how the iteration just slowly builds and builds and builds it's a little bit like uh, improv it's yes and it's like okay and then everything needs to have kind of stakes in the end so you want to be able to sit down and read that title and kind of get everything you want from it the other most important thing is to back, go back to the conversation about that guy. You need to be able to have a sentence that somebody will say to their mate in the pub. Have you seen that guy, that insert thing there? And it has to be easy to say. And it has to yeah. be something easy to say. Yeah. Um, and 
if you've got that, then you've got a good video. So have you seen that video where that guy technically became the, rich, technically became the richest man in the world for eight minutes? Hmm. No. Oh, you should check it out. But if it's, have you seen that video where that guy tries to find a woman from a stock photo and the stock photo was in his flat for like two years and he yeah. always wondered who the woman was but he never really took out it out because he was too lazy so he was wondering who is this woman that doesn't work so it's got to be really succinct mm. does it pass the pub test a great creator called Uber Butler well actually I'm not sure whether he's a creator but a, a real kind of uh, trailblazer in these kinds of ideas he used to work for Vice he used to say the same thing he said mm. if someone at the pub if I tell the idea to someone at the pub and they look at me in a weird way I've got a good idea that was that was his that was his way of looking at it. I wanted to ask you about serialized content versus one-offs because, yeah. like, you know, running for mayor felt like a series, felt like a movement. Yeah, you know, and you ended that um, series by announcing another series and uh, with the treasure hunt. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So that like, did terribly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Yeah. let's talk about serialized content versus one-offs because we're in the era of YouTube where serialized content is kind of coming back mm. right now. Ryan Trahan leading the charge with yep. the Penny series and. Kind of recognizing like ephemeral serialized content is very fun. Something that has an end date, mm. right? It's very fun for people to latch on to. Yeah. Um, you know, Ryan went from 30 days to seven days yeah. uh, and it was very enjoyable to watch seven days of a series. Mm. You've done series. Talk to me about that difference between a one-off, you know, kind of viral concept or, you know, idea versus I'm going to commit to this for multiple episodes. Yeah, I, the, the mayor stuff was the first time I tried it and it was really scary. Not only was I entering legitimately into one of the biggest political processes in this country as an independent candidate. <laughs> but I remember I, well, the, the, the way I, I ran for London Mayor was because a mate of mine in group chat literally said, you won't l- run for London Mayor. But you must have said something prior to that. Um, like, I, I'm going to run for London no, Mayor. No, <laughs> I, had, I had sent in, there was a BBC News article that said, who we think is going to be running for London Mayor and I had all of the candidates. And I just like put this in because there was a, a few odd candidates. And my mate George just responded, so you won't do it. And I kind of, and I think I looked into it. And this moment in my apartment where I was with my housemate, Dan, and I was kind of like pacing furiously. I was like, is this a good idea or is this awful? And he was like, mate, just go for it. And so I handed in my papers. I paid my £10,000 deposit, which is what you need to do. Um, and then I was like, oh, we've got seven weeks of campaigning here. What am I going to do? So the serialization of the content was almost an afterthought. Yeah, it was almost like, a, oh, I've got myself in this mess. I now need to do something about it. So that's when, of course, I I, I worked with lovely Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Fox, um, my, my bestie. Mm-hmm. Very good storytelling to have an adversary. Absolutely. You needed one in that. And like, I, was, I, was, I was worried that with, with, the, with the running in, in a political election... Yeah. You've got to, um, I mean, whatever side you stake your flag, left or right, you lose 50% of your audience. And so I needed to make it very apolitical, but whilst also still having Uh, an adversary. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I had Lawrence, who was so polemic in his kind of reputation that universally he was a great adversary for me to have. Yeah, um, yeah. You needed did, an opportunity to win because ultimately you were not going to win. I was I was not going to win. Of course I wasn't. And Nor we were did, you trying to. Nor was I trying yeah, to win. Yeah, yeah. My number one point with manifesto was don't vote for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Nico Omelana came out and he was also running for London mayor as well, which was, which was interesting. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Because I think for someone who I would assume prides themselves on originality. Yeah. Originality of ideas. Sure. Um, for me, it would bother me if I was like, I am doing this and then like, ah, now the narrative is 
two YouTubers run mm. for mayor, not here's the YouTuber who, who ran for mayor. I initially had that thought process. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I was on about 400,000 subscribers at the time. He was on about four or five million at the time. And I handed it in. I handed in my papers. And then the papers, like the, the newspapers, released the list of the official candidates. And I saw Nico's name on there. And I thought, oh, he's done it as well. Yeah. Um, luckily, I had got my video. I'd got a video out there already. So... Um, I know that we had the same idea at exactly the same time, but to the kind of the, the uh, a casual observer, it might have looked like I had had the idea first and then Nico had mm-hmm. kind of taken it from me, which he definitely didn't. I just want to put that on the record. Absolutely not. Um, but that made it a little bit easier. But then, then I kind of started realizing, no, I, we've got completely different audiences, number one. I'm not doing this to try and get votes. If anything, I'm going to be in the next next up on the recommended sidebar of YouTube. Ah, so yeah. I'm actually super glad that we, we we both ran. He did something completely different in terms of like his campaign videos than what I did. Um, I, it meant, meant that I got to know him quite well and and us have chats. There was there's a great moment where when the announce when the election results get announced. We are all in a room about the same size as this room as we are now. <laughs> 20 candidates who have for the last six weeks been slinging all sorts of shit at each other. Yeah. And it is so awkward. You have the far right, the far left, everybody in there and you're just kind of awkwardly shuffling. And Nico was stood next to me in children's sunglasses. <laughs> mm. And I just kind of looked to my left at this guy and thought, you are like one of a kind of yeah. an individual. And so that was a, that was a cool moment to, to, to have. Um, but initially it did frustrate me. But ultimately we are all... All, uh, a rising tide lifts all ships and he was we were both YouTubers making content and the UK has a very proud reputation and history of alternative candidates let's just say that I got a lot the only stick I would get would be like oh don't you think it's like uh, you're, you're, you're taking away the um this serious process to be silly or to do a stunt. I was like, no, I think it actually celebrates our democracy so well that literally anybody can run if they would like to so that was but Weirdly, although it didn't do the biggest numbers, or um, it is still the thing that people come up to is, oh, I voted for you for London Mayor, mm. and that's mm. and it's the it's the golden goose. It's what we all are looking for because it, as a creator, it removes slightly the burden of having to come up with something new every single time. Audiences really buy into it; they really, really enjoy it. We've seen it with Ryan with Ryan's mm. Penny series, um, but it's hard to find a format that you are really bold enough in your own kind of thought process to be like yeah this is the one i'm gonna i'm gonna make seven videos about this because previously if a viral video idea doesn't work it's fine we've we've got five others that we're going to be making over the next month so that's okay but if you start and it doesn't do well at the beginning you're like oh no i'm in it this i'm in it now Uh, this is a worry is there a personal test that you have in terms of appetite for risk of no i won't do that because maybe it's an assumption but when i watch your videos you don't strike me as someone and maybe it's because I see some of you and myself that's like, I don't think I would do that. Yeah, risk is a really good com- like thing to talk about because I've done things that are inherently relatively risky. I mean, I, I put up a, a golden statue of Vladimir Putin in a town that had a penis head on the top of his head. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to a few people and I said, is this a really, really stupid idea? And I... I I don't speak to my family because they immediately say, no, don't do it. But I, I, I try to talk to people who know who are in the know and say is this a risky thing to do and i think we have definitely i can't think of any off the top of my head but we've definitely not done videos because they have been probably too risky 
he says as he's about to leave this interview to go cook something in a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's risk is a big big part of it. It's interesting because that that Putin statue is something that a John Oliver would do, mm. but John Oliver has the backing of HBO mm. and a huge yeah. legal team. And you don't have I don't the have same that. resources, and so you have so to be even did, more careful. W- were there ramifications for that? No, not there weren't. I mean, not that you know of yet. Not that I know of just yet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I was very paranoid for a couple of weeks slash months afterwards. Yeah. And um, I, I still am quite nervous. I spoke to more and more people who yeah. work in security services and work in the government, and they've said... No, like you, you, you'll, 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 you're, you're okay. You're pretty, yeah. They think well, I'm okay. That's not a, that's, <laughs> that's not a test to anybody who's. <laughs> well, they seem a bit weak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, <laughs> candidly, um, I would say the Russian security yeah. <laughs> might want to. <laughs> right, moving on. Maybe so reconsider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there, there has been a few times where it's been a bit like, ooh, yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Is there a brand test for you? Like in your head, are you like the brand of Max Foss shouldn't go that far? I think that's just like with the team. The team. Mm-hmm. It's like, does that make you laugh? Is it not Max Foshi? Um, yeah. We've we've had a video idea of of starting um, of starting respectful chants at football matches. So like, um, the referee's doing his best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, right, right. And like, we we spoke for a long time. Is this Max Foshi? And we've yeah. kind of we're kind of on the fence about this because like football is such a mm-hmm. it's such a special thing to people and for me to to come in and to kind of like oh look play at me with and yeah. play with it and yeah. that that I don't want that idea. Like, I mean, candidly, what I'll say is I don't think it's funny enough. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's good. To, to short, to, maybe. To, yeah. To that might be yeah something. That like you can get like that feels like what you were talking about before like an Instagram idea. Yeah, it's like yeah, I can I get it pretty quick. Spread. Yeah, it would spread. It would spread. It'd be a clip. It's a clip. It's Fine, a clip. It's a TikTok. There you yeah, go. I'll make yeah. a TikTok. Because the process of that, I understand there would be challenges, but I can already envision the challenges. And I think mm. again, like when we talk about the fact that your videos start with the end, and then you have to care about going into the process. Yeah. The process has to have ups and downs. Yeah. Pinch right. points, yeah. what goes wrong. Exactly. And so I have to be like so unfamiliar with the process mm. that I'm willing to sit in on it. Like yeah. wing walking, I was unfamiliar with. Um, hatching an egg, I was unfamiliar with, right? Even the one where you uh, spoil the, <laughs> the play for your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. That was funny. I was unfamiliar. I was like, how's this going to happen? Yeah. You know, so I think you have to be relatively unfamiliar. Same with the private investigator. Yeah, you're really unfamiliar you with it You just don't know just, what's going to happen. I don't know. The private this... investigator video, I think, is just like, I'm really proud of that idea because it just taps into, like it's pub conversations that you'd have yes. with your friends. And like real life thoughts, which is yeah. really important. Real mm-hmm. life thoughts and I- Can- idioms. That's where the elephant in the room came from. That was just an idiom. It's like, <laughs> what about, well, like, what if I actually spend 24 hours with an elephant in the room? And that's that- really funny. I actually, I have to be honest, I never thought about it as like the elephant in the room. Really? Well, yeah. This is we 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 came across, like the video did terribly. Wow. The video did really poorly I because not... it was too much of a stretch for the audience. The idiot wow. had to know the idiom. You had mm. to get the context. Actually, living with an elephant for twenty four hours, not much happens. I, they I, just eat and bathe and sleep. I thought it was mm. just because it was a big scary thing. No, it's like, like there's to, a big to get into, like, yeah. There's an elephant. The elephant. Let's, let's yeah, address yeah, the, the elephant in the room. In the room. Hmm. This is this guy. Yes, learning. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to Harrow's. Okay? <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not part of your posh elite. Okay, I don't. I don't understand things like you. Um, what makes 
you, you've talked a lot about the stress uh, and the the like intricacies of a good hook and hooks position mm. and like the the beginning of the video. What makes a good hook and exposition? Like what what makes people continue to care? The best videos are always you you get the joke, but there needs to be a question that you have that gets answered at the end. So yeah. PI. Oh, that's a funny like idea. Mm, I wonder what they found out about Max. You have that at the end. Um, bald, uh, spoiling the theatre for my friend using bald yeah. men. Oh, that's a funny idea. I get the concept. Oh, but was his friend pissed off? Um, right. So we always there's always a bit in the in the voiceover when I do my voiceover voice. It's like um, so I had to buy twelve bald men to get them into the theatre. But why? Well, and so the, the but why mm. is normally the question that mm, I want good, someone yeah. to answer yes. at the end. Um, so that's the that's the the, the main. That's reason. good. I, yeah, like I mean, that. we even found for some of our uh, episodes that were just Samir and I that were a little bit more scripted, especially the beginning. It was important for us to open a new unclosed loop in the beginning. Like you're not just getting what you clicked on. Yeah. But we're gonna hit you with something unexpected that you didn't know. You're also gonna get this, yeah. and you're like, oh wow, mm-hmm. and that hopefully would keep people from the other side of it as well um creative partner ed he said that he realized he's got access to my analytics and he said i realize people drop off when you say the word and so and i know that you guys spoke to the try guys Mm -hmm. about this yeah where you do the big stunt and when you're trying to then hit them with the emotional tie up to it they don't care right like and so i've gone wind walking and so i have shown that you can actually do all of your life admin while strapped to the top of the, don't care i'm off yeah. i'm gone your videos end very you quickly any reflection yeah you don't on the experience and so yeah. we're trying more and more with the videos we're making at the moment to weave in that and so whilst i'm doing the thing whilst i'm, I'm yes. at the culmination of the video so then it ties it up from an emotional storytelling point of view but also it ties it up from the big stunt that's bit that's happening mm. right now yeah, I uh, I wanted more of that in the hatching really? video mm-hmm. because I was just like, is he not just completely floored yeah. that this happened? Go and be free. You know, it almost moved so fast yeah. at the end that I was like, wait. Hold on, Max. Aren't you? Isn't this insane? Yeah, I guess that, that you know? that's the my that's your attention brain on. Yeah. Like, um, also, do you ever visit the fish? N- but that's we, what I wondered yeah. too. I was like, <laughs> we maybe wait a little needed, longer. Um, he's he's been looked after by a guy who who lives quite close to me, so I'm gonna need to check in with 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 Max Fish and see what he's doing. <laughs> but we had an argument in the office about okay, how much more of the video do we have after we see that a fish has hatched out of caviar? Because some people in the office were like, no, as soon as they've seen the fish, they're clicking off. You've, mm. you've done what you said you were going to. You hatched a fish from caviar. That's the end of the video. And so we kind of came to a happy meeting. But that's why it just is so quick through that last bit. It was like, oh, he grew up. He was great. And now he lives in here. Bye. Um, I guess for me, I, if I was sitting in that room, I would have said, uh, the next question is, well, how big does, like, how big does this fish get? And mm. did you actually long, like, hatch a healthy fish? Because I would have assumed it would have been like crazy mm-hmm. weird because it was, you know. We hatched, there were quite a few uh, in the video. It was like that there was uh, there was one. There were, yeah. there were quite a few that hatched, but then there was one that we really kind of. Connected like, with. Connected yeah. with. Yeah. 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 It's like you, you're coming. You're the yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but that's, that's a little bit of creative license. How do you balance making comedy for a UK audience versus an American audience? And do you think about that? And what is even your 
breakdown of like where your audience is from? Mainly US, actually. So mainly US. 35% US. Oh, wow. 25% UK. So it's mainly US, but mainly because there's more of you. Yeah. And in the US, I am, I think I'm, I'm viewed as British guy. I'm the British guy. I'm the, I'm the posh, yeah. well, not even posh. I'm the guy from Britain. Yeah. So in all the movies that you might have seen about a British guy, like I probably sound a little bit like the people from Notting Hill, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up in Notting Hill. Mm. Um, lovely place. Yeah, lovely I went place. There. Lovely part yeah, of the world. Two weeks ago. It was great. Um, I weirdly have a channel in China on their version of their social media called Billy Billy. And my nickname, I've, uh, I've amazingly got about half a million followers in China. In China? In China. And uh, whenever I meet somebody on the street who is kind of Chinese and they've come over for a vacation, they just point at me and just say UK guy so my my, my nickname in, in China is just the UK guy how did that can, come can, yeah can we talk about your Chinese yeah, distribution China. yeah because you say you're not a businessman but like syndicating your show to China seems yes. like a very businessman I mean finan- financially I think I'm being absolutely <laughs> I'm not actually not going to say that but okay. I, I think that someone might be pocketing some money because okay. the money that I'm getting in is not very much at all I've got half a million subscribers yeah. over there but okay. I'm seeing nothing um, that came about because a company reached out to me and said do you, we'll do everything They'll, mm. they, they didn't even ask me to send them the videos as like an uh, uh, mp4 file they just ripped it from YouTube so there's a world where they could have done that without you knowing absolutely yeah, okay, 100% so in the reality, you're winning here. Yeah, because I, at least you're getting something from it. There's yeah, more. There's yeah, more yeah. eyeballs. Yeah, um, and I. I think I want to make a documentary where I do a stand-up show in China. I think that would be. Whoa, that's really a good idea. I like that. So interesting. Yeah, because is it? Will they be a translator next to me? Will it be subtitles, like surtitles Whoa. above the stage? How does that work? Oh, I, I um, mean, within the next year or so, there'll be live dubbing and live translation. Yeah, probably. I'd just yeah, be curious to know. Do you actually have an audience there? Like, yeah, like is there a fan base? But is yeah. there fandom? I think there is fan. So. Um, I did a show, I did the, the, the stand-up show in Edinburgh at the, the Comedy Fringe Festival yeah. and uh, last year, it was for a whole month. The, sh- the, the, the venue I was performing in only was about 120 seats. Every single show for the 30-day run, I would have in the front row maybe 10 to 15 Chinese fans and they would come to the show, they couldn't speak a word of English and they would sit there Stony face. They, <laughs> they couldn't understand it. They couldn't understand a word. And then after the show, and I kind of like say hello to people, get a few pictures. They were so excited, huh. and they were like, "But I realized very quickly they they couldn't speak English, so they would buy tickets to the show that they knew they wouldn't be able to understand." It was quite off-putting as a comedian, like your entire front row yeah. <laughs> is not is not, not, is not, not responding <laughs> at all, um, and funny. they would just kind of say the words "Max Fosh Billy Billy." So Billy Billy is the name of the platform. Hmm. So Max Fosh Billy Billy, Max Fosh Billy Billy, and that fandom is is unlike they uh, they're not as cool about as uh, around people that they might watch so I was, I was having lunch runs uh outside and this woman walked past and suddenly i heard a thud and then a huge scream <laughs> and i thought oh my god and she was just pointing at me <laughs> wow. and she's like max wash billy billy max wash billy billy and i was Whoa. like hi and she just kind of like she showed me the 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 the, the profile um on billy billy and said yeah this is like pointing at me and then pointing at the phone i said yeah and she we got a picture and she left but it like to have someone audibly like like I was at a Harry Styles concert like audibly scream wow. at me just being there was, was something really that interesting. is fascinating. I, um, I'm incredibly fascinated by why you think your videos and your comedy and just in general like why is it universal? Like why does it work no there? Because my question was about why why you think 
the UK comedy works in the US, but now I have a new question, which is why does wh- it work? Why does it work in China? I have no idea. But what makes what makes comedy universal? Like what makes a good joke or a good like bit of comedy that can travel? I mean, contrast is ju- juxtaposition. Yeah. So, I mean, Mr. Bean, I think, is the largest mm-hmm. entertainment export of the UK because he's silent. Kabe Car- uh, uh, Lamy, most followed creator on TikTok. Kabe Lame? Kabe Lame. Yeah. I've actually never said I've actually never, never said it out loud. I've, I've yeah. said it written down. <laughs> I was watching you it work that out. Yeah. Karabi Lame. It's like, Michelle, it's like yeah. when I met yeah. Michelle Carre. I was yeah. like, Michelle Carre. How intense is this R? Yeah. He's just, it's just, it's completely like voiceless. You don't need to. And so. I think that maybe is is why the, the videos oh. do well in China and in the States. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of floppy hair, posh guy being silly. I think it's the silliness. I think silliness is universal. Mm. Um, we all have experiences at school where someone's played pranks, but what I'm kind of doing is hopefully amplifying that to a new level. I think it's also the, the wholesome nature of the pranks, right? Mm. Like, again, like I get uncomfortable watching pranks that are ruining someone's day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes me really uncomfortable. It's punching down. Yeah, it's it's a very uncomfortable thing to watch. I mean, candidly, I I love, you know, Nick Almolana I think has made some of the greatest videos on the platform, including the the most racist town in America. I think that's one of the greatest videos on YouTube. But him and, and Gideon, their biggest menace series, there was a lot of that that made me uncomfortable to watch. And I think that um that some of the pranks, like I think I also have an adverse reaction to the concept of like YouTubers being connected with like pranks that would mess up someone's day. Mm. I have like so much pride in what we do on the platform that when something like that goes viral, I'm like, ah, that I don't want that brand for, you know, YouTubers. So I do think that, you know, probably it's not about UK humor. It's just that you are doing more wholesome versions of pranks or, you know, uh, silly jokes, which are fun because you want to see people's reactions Mm. and you want to see what happens but it's wholesome. It's always done with a cheeky smile. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. even with the, the 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 pranks on my sister, like I sued my sister and getting yeah. her to turn up to a courtroom that had like a jury and right. a judge mm-hmm. and her own lawyer. Yeah. At the end, uh, she won the case because if I had got her into that <laughs> yeah. scenario yeah. and right. then I won the case, yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks really mean. It's yeah. like, oh, this- It doesn't this, leave you with a good feeling. It doesn't leave it you with a good you, feeling yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. So I'm, I, yeah, a lot of the times it is, okay, where is the cheeky wink to camera or even the cheeky wink to the person that I'm talking to here mm-hmm. um, that makes the audience feel like, okay, no, that's that's fun. And sometimes I don't get it absolutely right and the audience lets me know. <laughs> yeah. What are yeah. some of those instances? Like, have you had specific videos that you think have kind of gone Weirdly, over the actually, edge? Um, the, the, the finding the woman in the stock photo um, series was, I got a, quite a lot of negative reaction towards that because I can understand that it looks like guy on internet tries yeah. to find woman that doesn't want to be found. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, totally, yeah. And and so in the first couple of episodes, I've seen these comments coming through and I was kind of like, oh, huh, that, yeah, hmm. actually, I, I, I agree with that. I that's can valid. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a, that's a valid that criticism. that video could change her life in a way that she had no... Exactly. Yeah. And actually, um, in the end, uh, that was exactly the case. I, I managed to find her. I emailed her. She was like, I, I'd rather I, I stayed anonymous and obviously completely respected that and didn't put her in, in, in the video. But I was approaching, and that's when a time I probably got it a little bit wrong, but I was approaching at it at a time where like, hey, we're in this global pandemic together. Let's show how interconnected we all are. And I was hoping that the kind of, the cheeky wink to, the wink to camera and the, hey, like, this is all fun. Like, I'm, I'm going on Australian national television to try and find this woman. And 
being a bit silly, I was hoping that would convey through to the messaging, but obviously didn't to everybody. And like, mm. and I can understand that criticism. What's the vibe of YouTube business in London? We we Zach also and I speak about this a lot. And yeah. We laugh that if we wanted, if we were doing this properly, we'd all move to LA. Yeah, you move uh, to America. We move to, yeah. to the US yeah. because the difference in brand budgets and opportunity over there is wild. Like I really, spoke, I spoke mm. to to Yes Theory. I spoke to Thomas, and I asked him, "Is like, hey, like transparently, like how much you get paid for brand deals?" <laughs> and what he said blew yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah. I mean, that'll. That's a jaw dropper. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. But 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 they're uh, also a very premium brand. They're on very the platform. premium brand. They yeah. are a premium yeah. brand. But I was I was looking at it from okay, right over the last six months to maybe nine months in yeah. terms of average views, we're pretty similar. Sure. And I asked, and I looked at other creators. Okay, okay, and it was just completely different. And I found that super interesting. And so I they also that- skew though self development. Which I think does carry a different weight than just pure That's entertainment. Fair. Yeah, I think there's I think a transformation. There are some other yes, reasons theory, there. I think probably is. But you are is, right, obviously, like the rates in America. The rates in America. Yeah. But yeah. if if I was a channel with with an average viewership of over a million viewers mm-hmm. per video, and I was going to a brand, I know what I could charge in the US, and I know what I could charge in the Got UK, it. and that is completely different. And the only people that in the UK there are a, there are a few but that, that come to mind obviously the sidemen with with what they're doing over here is truly like revolutionary from a British or UK standpoint yeah um and they are now like not only just one of the, the like the biggest like YouTube British YouTube group they're like one of the UK's main media exports right and like from like yeah. a like a yeah. macro yeah. level like yeah. a national sure. level yeah um and that is really inspiring and really interesting and I speak to I try and learn as much as I can from the guys that that work with them and them themselves. Um, what about AdSense for you? Is it, it like what, what? I guess how much do you make on AdSense in a month? So probably around uh, a really good month is twenty thousand pounds. And and how many views is that? That is, I mean, it's warped now with shorts, but that's fair. Yeah. I say I would say. The best month I've done is like 46 million views. Wow. On on long-form content. No, 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 no. If that oh, was on long-form content, I would be yeah, yeah, eating good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's probably uh, the, the Welcome to Luton um, month, month yeah. was like 15 million mm-hmm. views. Yeah. And that was like 30 to 35,000 pounds for that month, mm. which is a lot of money. It's a lot um, of money. But, and so now the average for, but, for 2023, it's probably... 12 to 18,000 pounds a month and that immediately goes to the cost of the company yeah, so that's team the, the, and the ideas. team yeah. um the ideas day your ideas cost money flying then, to iceland yeah. with so three people before, yeah. before i've even filmed a video yeah. and and so that's where the, uh, the the money comes from um the, the brand deal money yeah. is always paying for the video like those margins might be different every time but um if if i'm spending a more than six or seven thousand pounds, I'll get a I'll get a brand deal on it. Um, but there are some months that are incredibly profitable because the video idea doesn't require a huge amount yeah. of money. And actually, the Iceland video is one of those because yeah. all it is is flights and accommodation. Got it. And walking. But you aren't getting U.S. brands as no. brand brand deals, right? Although you have a U.S. audience. Yes. Interesting. Uh, um, I'm getting brands like Dashlane as password okay. manager. Um, they're a U.S. Uh, brand, but okay. I'm getting U.K. rates. So Interesting. They obviously, like, even though I'm I'm providing That's the so exact same value yeah. as a US creator in terms of the demographics and the yeah. numbers, I'm providing mm. that exact value. I'm getting the UK rates. 
I do think time in market dictates rate quite a bit. Yeah, like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think I think Max Fosh in three years, if you remain even at the same place you're at, yeah. you know, if like your if your views are in a similar place, but your brand is more established, yeah. I think you'll get better like, rates. The more irreplaceable you become, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, 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 the more solidified go. like Max Fosh is, mm. the higher the rates, yeah. right? And, and I think that's important. I think yes, Siri, like they are absolute behemoths in 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 the sense yeah. of like their time in market has been enormous and also how influential yeah. they've been on the platform is enormous so although like the, right. the objective like numbers on their videos at sure. the moment might be similar to like yeah mm-hmm. i agree all of their other metrics are much more valuable do you look out at the year and say i need to make this many videos and this many of them need to be branded like what are what are those no. numbers look like no i need to it's i'm a little i should uh be more like okay this year I'm going to speak to a brand. Let's do a deal now for 12 videos for the year. Mm-hmm. But I'm so nervous that I'm not going to be able to um, provide the video that I said I'm going to because mm. of so many external factors that sometimes just mean it's not possible. If this volcano doesn't erupt, I can't make the video. And so I often find myself it's, scrambling in a situation mm. where we're like... And you sell the idea to the brand. I sell the idea. Interesting. Um, and I can I say to them, look, this is going to do really, really well. And I've, I'm trying actually... I'm trying to sell the the, the, the um, volcano video idea at the moment because I was like, it's expensive to get there. Um, but I'm like, guys, this is going to be a, a really big video. The, the way I would do it... Yeah. Uh, and the way we do it is say, hey, buy across a minimum three episodes, yeah. you know, and you, you don't really have much say in what those episodes are, but buy across three and it's a portfolio of Max Fosh. Yeah. One of them might hit, one of them might be average, you know, one of them might do a little bit better. And, but the aggregate of those is going to perform. So I've mm-hmm. done, I've done that done in that. the past. Yeah. Actually, that was after we had this exact conversation in Europe. Oh, that's you, right. You, you, said, you said, said the same thing yeah. and, I, and I started doing this. Oh, I'm so predictable. And then there the only go. worrying thing that I had after that yeah. is not being, it's like three videos in yeah. three months, mm-hmm. is not being able, just in case something goes wrong from a production point of view, that I can't mm. give them that third video in that third month. Mm. It means, it means it. it's ghost yeah. in yeah, four yeah. months. Fair, and fair. so um, I've sometimes do deals of, of three videos over six months. That, mm-hmm. that helps me a little bit. Um, but it's so changeable about I need to be better with. And also, I think that brands have become, at the moment, they might have less spend mm. to do with UK creators. I don't know whether you guys are feeling that in the US, but they might be feeling a bit of a pinch from from marketing budgets, potentially. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of across the board. I think that's yeah. across the board, yeah. Are you looking at that and, like, do, are you nimble enough? You said you had a ton of runway. Like, are you nimble enough to, you know, deal with that? Or are you trying to diversify now and and... I am expand, definitely, I'm definitely nimble enough. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent nimble enough to to to, yeah, to that, deal with that. Um, I think people who are creatives, like true creatives, have to remain nimble enough to do that. Yeah, you just have to be able to pivot. You d- you don't want to put that amount of strain and stress no, on because on what you're doing. otherwise that's just it's just a bit of a disaster, and that's when I really would lose mm-hmm. it. Yeah, is uh, it, you know, we, as you're like focusing so much of your time and energy on making videos right now, mm-hmm. um. When I watched your comedy special, I thought it was very good. Thank you. Especially like as your first comedy special. Mm. I'm like, that's that's really fun. Mm. If I was, if I paid money and went to that and didn't know who you were, I would have a good time. Great. And that's like, I think that that says a lot. We're looking it, to tour the states next year. Baby. Oh, you so are come really? on, Yeah, oh, wow. lo- we would love to come. Um, the Palladium is big too. The Palladium, the Palladium was, of you on stage. was big. It's, it's crazy. You can, I feel like insert any comedian and you'd go, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, like you look at his like, name and you go. That's, yeah, a big right. show. that's a big show. Big show. That's a big show. Big show. Is so you you obviously you said you were going to tour next year in the mm. U.S. Like, how much does stand up comedy play into what you view 
the next chapter of your life oh massively 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 like it's super important it's super important to 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 view me as a kind of an all-rounding entertainer someone actually said to me the other day um they were talking about a conversation they were having with their friend and my name came up and their friend said oh the comedian and that was Mm. really life-affirming i was like okay Uh, there's there's i'm not just the the guy on youtube and so to some in some corner Mm. of someone's mind they view me as a comedian um and so I'm looking at, in, in the comedy space, there's always space for a posh, floppy-haired British guy. Currently, it's held by Jack Whitehall, who is very, very well known both here in the UK, but also in the States. Mm. And so I'm looking a lot at what he's doing and thinking, okay, Jack has been able to, he's done stand-up comedy, then he's pivoting into acting and pivoting into other things and other forms of entertainment, some some TV presenting, and does the, the the Netflix show Travels with My Father, which is incredibly mm-hmm. successful. And that's more that's more kind of presenting and than, yeah. than it is stand-up comedy and trying to really watch his progression um about how he's doing things. Um and so yeah. I think the stand-up is so important that it's not just it's not just guys yeah, growing makes, into mm-hmm. comedic storyteller. It's, yeah. And also it just makes me a better storyteller on YouTube. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I came back and yeah. the, 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 the muscle of, of being inspired was just going through the roof, coming up on, yeah. going up on stage and having to be funny and trying to think of things on the fly means that the, I mean, this volcano video came up on, like it came up whilst I was on stage. I was like, mm. okay, I'd had a seed of an idea about yeah, yeah. volcanoes. Oh, shit, look at that. I'll, I'll remember that. Um, what's your name? Where are you from? That kind of thing. So That's cool. It's yeah. it's really, really useful. I think it's a big part of even why we knew we wanted to sit down with you for both of us. It's really interesting to look at creators right now and ask ourselves, is this someone who in 5, 10, maybe even 20 years yeah. will still have a career no matter if it's on YouTube or if it's in television or comedy, whatever it is? That to How me, long will the AdSense Payoff. Yeah, well, yeah. Because if it's not five to ten years, we don't sit down. Yeah, yeah. that's that's good always, to know. <laughs> exactly. People always talk about like creators being like the entertainers of the future, right? Or like the next generation yeah. of of Hollywood and entertainment and all of that. But I think it's really interesting for us who are talking to all these people to really sit and think: Is this someone that we think actually will, you know, in twenty years, someone will look back at this interview and get so much value and find it so interesting mm-hmm. because you have done so many other things? Yeah. I, I I really hope so. And I kind of want to say on the record, like there's there's unfinished business in the comedy. Like yeah. I, I, I want to do more things. I want to, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it right, I'm going to play an arena at some point. And I, that, that's going, in my mind, I'm like that's going to happen. But I've just got to think about how I make that happen. Yeah. Is that like the case of just keep plugging away on YouTube videos and building the subscriber mm-hmm. base and building the numbers? Or is it just like, no, you've got to kind of completely remove yourself and just do stand up for, for a year? I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of comedians whose first big special or first show doesn't look like yeah. the London Palladium, right? And obviously you'd done it prior, but like, I would say these two, this is the advantage of the future entertainers. Mm. You come with distribution, yeah, right? And like, I do think you need to cut your teeth as a comedian, you know, more you t- before you get there, yeah, which is, yeah. you know, you saw how long it took to become a YouTube creator. Yeah, yeah. Look at how long that took. I mean, I know it too. It took us a decade mm-hmm. to become actual YouTube creators sure. that you're going to have to put in a decade to that too, right? And just keep performing. And um, you probably have an accelerant because you have a, you know, distribution behind you. Um, but going back but, to the conversation about like you, like cre- yeah. YouTube is being the entertainers of the future. Mm-hmm. Who do you see in the YouTube space as obviously like Logan, JJ, Jimmy, 
as the next kind of like The Rock or Jimmy Fallon? Like, who are the creators that you really see? I mean, guess we're already seeing them. Yeah, we're already seeing the people that we try and sit down with. Yeah, you know, it's Amelia, it's, Emma, Demolder, it's like, Amelia, it's yeah. Minya Chihuahua here in the UK. I mean, even the Yes Theory Michelle guys. Carey, like, yeah, like, Michelle. Yeah. I mean, I think about Thomas Bragg from Yes Theory and NMR, and like they made a movie. It was yeah. so good, and it was really good. It's mm-hmm. so good, and it was it was like really good. And they I, filled their own theaters. They filled their the own theaters. So and I look at it the future, so and I'm like, I think they're going to make massive movies. Like they might not even be in them, but they are some of the best storytellers right now. Yeah, and they, yeah, you know, yeah. Thomas just turned thirty. Like you think about how young these people are yeah. mm-hmm. compared to who's running Hollywood and who's in the business. It's like. Uh, you know, obviously, like Ryan Trahan, he knows more about how to engage an audience than most people in, you know, our world. So whether or not these people will be in front of the camera or behind, I don't know. Mm. But I think this crop that we know as the creator economy of right now is the future of entertainment. Um, and it's the present of entertainment, but I think like it will progress into a lot more. And mm. we might see people behind the camera that are behind the scenes that we are familiar with. Uh, but that are just so good at storytelling. I mean, look at Liza Koshy, right? Like Liza Koshy had yeah. a whole period of time on YouTube, heavily on YouTube, and is in five movies this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Like wow. even that right there, there's already comps for this already happening. And oh, like yeah, there's yeah, people yeah. already moving into Hollywood. That's, that is wild. And yeah, people don't see it. Like people don't see Logan now as, as, yeah. as a YouTuber. Totally. They see him mm-hmm. as a wrestler. They see him as a businessman. So I know you have to catch a flight yeah. to Iceland, to a volcano. We do. Um, but you did this in the special. And I'm going to have to do it. Are you doing? Yeah. Oh my so, God, here we go. This is amazing. So I'm, I'm going to see. I, we're going to tell them what you're going to do and just kind of see. Oh, when... I wasn't going to do that, but right. I will. I'm actually going to do something different. I know okay. what you're thinking. Uh, you said the eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then you said, <laughs> <laughs> and then you that. said, that's not true. It's actually someone's iPhone notes. Yeah. May I have your phone? <gasps> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no yes you can I've, I've i've done this i've done this to two like enough people that i deserve to have my notes looked through <laughs> i can't wait to read these i mean first this is incredible because the first one is passwords in all caps Uh-oh. which is just for a guy who's been followed by private investigators this is unbelievable. Where they gave you advice about <laughs> they gave where, advice about yeah, how to be more secure. Where, like, <laughs> we, here, do you want to feel free? Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll there's a lot on. of ideas in there. There's a lot of ideas. I don't want to give away your ideas. No, please yeah. do because those are the ones yeah. that I've decided. <laughs> there's there's one at the bottom of the okay, ideas where I just there. wrote down yeah. things, which are oh wow, a lot of street smart ideas. A lot of street smart yeah. ideas. Okay, so you had an idea for street smart to go to Wimbledon. Done that. Done that. Okay. Yeah. Things to say in the chair. Mixed. Oh, these are like. Bits. Oh, this was this was a this was the thing I did, a brand thing I did for Wimbledon last week. Really? Oh wow, you did this. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Oh, go, it was go, a brand deal with yeah, Wimbledon. Was, yeah. Go all the way to the go bottom. all literally yeah. bottom. Go like, to um, scroll. That's scroll. what I would do. I would yeah. go all the yeah. way to the bottom. all the way to the bottom. Sorry, we're not experienced. Okay. With well, this. if I go yeah. all the way to the bottom, I'm at 2013. Perfect. Fine. Yeah. What was that? What was what was Max saying in 2013? There's a bucket list. Okay. Read the bucket. See the bucket list. I think. See King Tut's grave. Be part of a flash mob. <laughs> I don't want to be part of a flash mob at all. This one just says Great Wall of China. Sleep in a hammock. Visit every continent. These are so attainable. These Sleep in also, a hammock. These also, these are the most bucket listy bucket list <laughs> yeah. things. It's like I Graffiti, went on Google. Graffiti, a public wall. Graffiti, a public wall. Yep. That was my bad boy phase. Skydive. Start own company. Make, make friends with five strangers. I've written that. Yeah. This was my. This is what I was watching a lot of yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. Say, get kissed but, in but, the rain. 
And ten years later, anything? Anything? Uh, <laughs> I, no, I need off. to organize that. Yeah. We don't, I don't normally snog in the rain, but I okay. could probably organize it. Skinny dip. Wait, wait, wait. It says punch someone in the face. Does it? Yeah. yeah. No, I've never done that. Let's okay. knock it off. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. so funny. Wow. I think I've been headbutted before, but I've never actually punched someone. It's in not the on face. here. No, it's not. No, it's not, not on here. Failed. Yeah. Now that you've brought it up, it does feel like I should try the other thing. Okay. A lot of times, I think I won't be able to do it. Before this, though, yeah. when we were having lunch, yeah. You know, I realized that it's possible. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. What do we have for lunch? Capture this moment okay. when I tell it to you. <laughs> Not what I asked, was, but that's fine. It was a wrap. It was yeah, a wrap. Yeah, just capture that. Was it a nice wrap? Delightful. It, it was. Okay. It was. And, and it was delightful. Where are you guys, delightful. what are you guys doing after you're in London for a bit? Where are you guys going over the next kind of week? Everywhere. Everywhere? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot. Frankly, it is. Okay. Yeah. That is, I mean, have you got anywhere in particular or just everywhere? Great Britain. Great Britain, so literally just <laughs> everywhere. Um, okay, so you're going to Northern Ireland as well. Here and there. Here and there, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, are you with, like, is it just you two just here in London by yourselves, or are you with, like, family and friends? I it's am mainly here. us. I am here. You're here. Uh, and, with Colin. And Colin yeah. <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. Is there mm-hmm. uh, anyone else in the, in the team? Just us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm after this. Um, this. This studio, like, how did you find this studio? Conundrum. It was a conundrum. <laughs> no. <laughs> <To> no. Find... <laughs> uh-uh. Does that count? Only word that came to mind was kangaroos. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is working out the alphabet in it, your head while you do it. It's the hardest thing. It is the hardest yeah. thing to do. Um, it's hard. For a bit of context, I would play a game. No called... context. That's no the context. end. You got to get to yeah, Iceland. Yeah, you Thank you so much for coming actually. on. Max Fosh, everybody. Thank you Thanks. for coming on. Oh, do we clap is, is at the end of the show? Some people would. Some people would. I, for one. Would not. Would not. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sexy green man over there. Looking right back at you. <laughs>